Alright guys, welcome back to Conspiratorial Conspiring. Today we have Chaney from Proje the Project Chaney podcast. She has been doing several great interviews. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a couple during this episode, but for now, welcome to Conspiratorial Conspiring, Chaney. Thanks for having me. It is quite the mouthful of a name to say fast. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Conspiratorial Conspiring. Got it. It's, it's, I'm auditory, so it's easier to hear it now with you saying it. Yeah, and I also thought that I'd get a more educated audience because first you got to figure out how to spell conspiratorial. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> in order in order to find me, you got to be at least have somewhat of an IQ. But um, right off the bat, I wanted to say, listening to a lot of your shows over the past couple of days, you definitely have the best podcast voice in the business. I that mean, is it, so awesome. If you weren't doing, if you weren't doing podcasting, you should definitely do ASMR. <laughs> I uh, actually tease one of my friends. I think I think it's Megan from Truezilla. I okay, this is what I think really happened. You know how if like we were um, good friends and I would like I'm a girl like let's say I was a straight girl, you're a straight guy, and I would want all my girlfriends. So to do you a solid, I would say, hey, he has a really big dick. And then everyone, can you cuss here? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, or even talk about this. So in a weird way, I feel like somehow s somebody said I had the best voice in podcasting. And now it's like this thing <laughs> that I have, but I really don't feel like that at all. But I feel like it's like that same thing. Like somebody did me a solid by saying, I really love your voice. And now um, it's like everybody thinks I have a really big dick. <laughs> <laughs> kind of made sense and i feel like it's just like the it's mk ultra just because somebody gave me a compliment but i really appreciate it and i guess it's good to hear since um it's one of those things that you hate listening to your own voice oh and it was on union of the awanta i think ricky was like training you haven't talked yet and then it's just like soothing tunes in my earbuds i'm just like damn i gotta I gotta listen to her podcast. I <laughs> so have thought, yeah, mate, if I do a rock fin, I want to just do, um, I'll pick a conspiracy and eat a bag of gummy bears. And then it'll just be gummy bears with Janie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and props to uh, uh, several of your podcasts. I thought you knocked out of the park, especially your Lindsay Sharman one. I mean, that was just, because I have Lindsay coming on in September and I'm just like, Fuck. I'm like, that's the kind of show that I would have wanted to have. Like, she was talking about like all of these things in her life, like a side that I had never seen of her before, and you just like got that out of her. So I was just like, dude, props on that. Especially in human vibration too. Like she acknowledged, she's like, Oh, I talked about a lot of stuff that I never talk about. So I mean you definitely got that quality where you can uh get things out of people and, and also on your podcast you ask more personal questions like um graham when you guys were talking he was talking about his breakup and you're just like was that hard for you and then i've never heard him tell the story about his breakup with his ex and when that all went down he was talking about that they tried it for three years and 
uh, ended up not working out. It was super hard and all these things. And I'm just like, wow, great perspective. And again, just getting something out of someone that I've never heard before. So it's a talent of yours. Oh, I get lost sometimes. I think like um, people are like a drug and to me, I mean, energetically and their story is like a, it's so rich usually. And we all live, the conspiracy is everywhere now. I don't have to sell it to anyone for the last two decades of my life. I'm like, this is coming. This is happening. Uh, whether you want to talk about aliens or any vaccine, it's not even this vaccine. All vaccines are conspiratorial to me. And um, so for all the years we could talk about this because it was fringe subject. Now the fringe is the news now. So the people and the personal stories, because we all have these phones in our hand and we're all communicating with our thumbs and we aren't having conversation. We're, aren't, we're not even asking the tw tough questions to people we consider friends in our real flesh lives. Like our real lives of people we get to touch and hug. We're not even asking like, did that scare you? Are you hurt? Are you happy? are you? And so somewhere I just feel like it's such a missing thing in the world. I knew there was these people out there that were willing to do it too, because they all had platforms. So if they're, I'm like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And they're like, no, I'm open to anything. Or I don't want to talk about Trump. Talk about whatever you want, just not Trump. And I'm like, anything? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, in, in my life, you know, my friends started to question my sanity, like my, my flesh and blood friends that I've had since, uh, you know, early on in high school, left one friend group in middle school, joined another in high school, and they've been my besties ever since. And last year, around like May or June, um, there was like a big wedding. My buddy was getting married. I was standing up. And... You know, a couple of weeks prior, I I had heard from my sister that they were starting to question my sanity, and they're like, "Is Ryan okay? Like, he's saying the coronavirus isn't real," and I'm just like, "That was enough for to say that I was in some kind of paranoid psychosis or something like that because I was saying COVID was fake." When I mean, objectively, last year, I mean, now it seems like people are catching something well i don't think communicable communicable disease is a real thing and that me and alex got into it on my last podcast alex akiris but i think i ended up coming out on top um, <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i i'm over here reading studies i'm reading Nora gagoutis's 72 page dissertation on why masks don't help and why they're actually bad and I'm looking at the numbers. CDC says 50% of the tests are false positive. Uh, study out of China says they're 80% false positive. I'm looking at studies. I'm looking at real numbers. But I'm the crazy one. Mm -hmm. You know, and so now in my brain, I'm just kind of like, you know what, man? I'm going to start treating everybody else like they're the crazy ones. Because, I, I mean, I feel like I'm living in the objective reality. Where I'm calling a spade a spade. And everybody else is saying that the emperor still has clothes on. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the world. It's kind of somewhere in 2020, I think you had to, and maybe for you know some people, the end of 2020 to beginning of 2021, you had to decide if you were going to play reindeer games. You had to just decide. And for a lot of people, it made you look crazy. Like, 
you know, when you're the only person in a supermarket without a mask on, you look insane. Um, but there just has to be this free will amount of normalcy that you take. It's not even normal. It's almost like you have to own your full weird, own your magic and lean in harder. Whatever they are trying to create of you, lean in. Be like, oh yeah, like I'm, I don't even, like even I've had, I had friends last year say uh, the word Baker Act to me in like a funny conversation, ha ha ha, because of the same things of just not, it wasn't whether or not I believed in COVID. I, what is Baker Act? I, I'm not familiar. It's where you could, uh, I could just say you're crazy and get a 72 hour hold on you, on you. Like anyone could do it to anyone almost. Like mm -hmm. I could just be like, I think this person is going to hurt himself or somebody else and they do a 72 hour psychological hold on you. Jesus. And this is just like a weird thing that, and it was just said in joke, but the idea to me that um, I was the crazy one now, and it did not matter to me whether COVID was real or not. The idea that we were going to lock down anything or wear a mask anywhere, none of that ever made any sense to me. So I always felt like we were being forced to play reindeer games. That's what I, I felt like the whole time. And people are like, you know, you could fake a vaccine carter. You can sit in first class and drink the whole time on the plane. It's fine, Cheney. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. None of it's fine. And to me, there is no difference of the PCR test or the mask or the vax. They are all the same amount of you foregoing your free will for somebody else to, or, or for compliancy. For I, I, I don't understand, but... There is a separation of you and God, and you know there's a separation of you and God. You know it when you're going, to, you know it, whoever you are, whether whatever you believe in, whatever you want to call your source energy or the little thing inside you um, that tells you, no, you're more than worm food. That voice, it, it tells you wearing a mask um, to keep you safe from the world is ludicrous. And that that's another thing that a lot of people struggle with in the truth community. And something that I've really thought about deeply a couple of weeks ago is where the buck actually stops. Because you got the people that are like, all right, I'll wear the mask. And then you got the people that are like, all right, I'll get tested. And then some people, I know that um, even human vibration communicates with some people in the world of truth where it's like well everything's fake so the vaccine is obviously fake too so i can take that and no, like nothing's gonna matter oh 70 percent are probably placebo so i'm probably gonna get a placebo i mean like that's like the far end of like all right well that's just that's too much for me but it's like where does the buck actually stop and so i was thinking this through and let's say right now it's 50 50 although i think it's probably something closer to 70, where I know a lot of people say, oh no, uh, it's actually less than 50% are vaccinated. Like there's more pushback, but the media is inflating the numbers. I think there's that it's a lot higher. I think 50% is the people that are double vaxxed. I think it's probably something around 70 that have gotten a single shot and they're like, no, fuck that. Because I know plenty of people that got the first shot, had a horrible reaction, and they're like, I ain't going back for the second. So I think it's probably something closer to 70, which puts us in the 30% where people, they don't want it. But if their arm gets twisted just a little more, I think another 10% fold. And then I saw an article saying, oh, well, we got to incentivize people with five 
$1,000 or $10,000, which I thought through in my scenario. I'm just like, if they start offering people thousands of dollars and given everybody losing jobs, everybody in financial strife, who's not going to take 10 grand just to get a shot? I mean, like the layman, right? The, like a normie, they think, I get 10 grand to take a shot? I'm going to take that. I just lost my job last year. I've been on a, unemployment. I'll take the 10 grand. So I think our numbers could severely start dwindling if they start implementing those kinds of policies to where we're looking at 5-10% of people who are digging their heels in the sand and being like, I ain't moving a fucking inch. And that's a little more concerning to me because at first I was thinking, oh yeah, it's 50%, but I hadn't even considered the people who got the single dose and um, could also suffer some kind of health impact that way. Um, I think a lot of like, uh, middle-class whiteies got that shot right away. I think, um, the minority communities are skeptical as shit of the government and kind of always have been. I do agree with you once they incentivize, like I was like, oh, Joe Biden's going to come out with another stimmy check. Cause that's really the whole goal here is so they can get us on the government tit every month, every month, every month. So we're dependent on that, um, for everyone. So they, it's funny how they're like Medicare for all, but really it's going to be welfare for all. Um, I was wondering how many people would fold up once that stimulus check was attached to um, just 1,400 or 1,200 once it was attached to a vaccine. And um, yeah, I don't, I, it's not that I don't care, but I just don't care. I, I'm at a point, it's the people that I love that aren't going to get vaxxed aren't going to get vaxxed. And the people that I love that are going to get vaxxed already are. And um, if I don't really know you at this point and you're like, I don't know. It's, I, it's like, you know how Trump said to Gile Maxwell, I wish her well. And everyone was all up in arms because they're like, holy shit. I can't believe you wished her well. Sometimes I feel that energetic unplug from a lot of people where I'm like, all right, we're different species. Like it's Westworld now. And the robots look real and they seem real and they probably fuck real, but they're all still robots and a little fly could land on their eyeball and they're different than me. It feels real, but they're different than me. And, um, if you were willing to let your target employee at wherever you live, USA, tell you what to do and wear a mask while you shop, you're already different than me. We already have a different amount of free will between us. So if you're like, well, I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to travel. Or if you're like, well, Cheney, that's easy for you to say. I don't want to lose my job. Well, yeah, I walked away from my job for all these same things. So um, it isn't easy for me to say. It's just I don't mind standing alone. I've already made that decision. I've already lost a ton of friends. So I don't really give a shit anymore about if it's CNN or Fox or MSNBC, Anderson Cooper, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, any of these people touting off their numbers, their vaccines, their Moderna, their Fauci, their uh, Johnson and Johnson. Their, I just don't give a shit. It's such a different reality than where I live now. I'm not trying like I don't care about waking up sheep. I think the tigers are already awake. The lions are already woke. The fucking chimpanzees are hanging in the trees. The giraffes are looking above everything. All the sheep are still going to be the sheep. And I don't need them to lead my society anymore. I don't care. All I see now is keep twisting it. 
because you're letting me know who to never hand the reins to again. Like you're just letting me know. I almost feel like the evil's doing our like the bidding of the good now because they're reminding me how weak these motherfuckers are. Mm. sorry that was a rant but i just am like kind of over like these weak fools have been dictating the way we've lived and trapped in our houses for a year and a half now i don't sit around and wait for weak fools anymore i sure ain't shit like so many people are trying to shake their neighbor awake so they can go outside and not be alone go outside alone coward like so many people are cowards with these podcasts sitting there in their room talking about trying to save the world. I'm a patriot. I'm this, I'm that. And then they put on their mask and go to the store, go vax up with their mom. They're like doing this here, but I'm doing this out there too. And that's what I think people need to do. Like stop worrying, stop looking for a crowd. Just be you stand alone, be a penguin all by your little fucking self on your own little iceberg maskless. Like, I don't know what country you're from, but if you're an American, shame on you. Shame on you. Like, it's one thing if you're in Australia and you got your hands behind your back and you're allowing your government to drag in your house because you have no way to protect yourself and stick vaccines in your kid. But if you're an American, shame on you, coward. Shame on you. A year and a half of masks for nothing. There isn't any kind of scientific anything out there anywhere from anyone. You're, and I use this word very... Um, sporadically now because I know it has a lot of weight but sometimes it needs to be said you're retarded you're retarded you're not tarred you're not a tartarian you're not tartaria you're so tarted you're retarded you're tarted twice you're retarded so yeah that's my rant about that <laughs> fuck yeah dude I mean that that was powerful I, I really like that shit and uh, I definitely use the word retarded way too many times in my podcast with Matt Land. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to dial it back. But uh, that's what happens uh, to you with lack of oxygen to the brain. You actually retard yourself. You mm -hmm. retard yourself. So it's something that it's like, oh, I hate to say this, but it has to be said sometimes. Sometimes it, it and. All the people, I think the reason they took it out of our diatribe or out of our uh, words to say anyway, and they're like, oh, this makes Down syndrome people feel bad, or this makes people with learning disabilities feel bad, or this makes, no, no, it doesn't make any of those people feel bad because they're not retarded. You're retarded if you have a government udder in your mouth and you just let them keep squeezing the poison lemonade down your throat. That makes you retarded. Yeah, and I mean, how many times... Uh, there's so many different avenues like while you're talking I, I think about all these different things like there, there's the NPC crowd and I fall into the camp of NPCs like we all used to be NPCs I think you can evolve out of NPC hood I don't think that there is a section of society that is just robots like, like you put it um, I think that you can evolve out of NPC hood but you know, most of these people, I mean, I, I almost look at it as, and I struggle with this too, are we out of convincing anybody? And like you said, yeah, I mean, that's out the fucking window at this point. But, I mean, it, are these people not worth saving? Is it not worth saving? Like, some of them, I mean, like, some people are still on the line. And it was heartbreaking when I just went home. I was talking to some of my buddies because I wasn't sure. I'm like, did they get vaccinated? I have no idea. So I'm just like... Hey, man, did you get vaccinated? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, literally, like, the world imploding. Like, I couldn't believe it. Didn't even tell me. Didn't even reach out. Best friends for years. 
why wouldn't you reach out? Why wouldn't you ask? You know I do this. You know I listen to podcasts <laughs> 10 hours a day. You know I have my ducks in a row. If you don't want to believe what I have to say, I'll send you the fucking research. I'll send you the books. I'll send you the research. I'll send you the podcast, and I'll send you the articles. You make your own decision, but I'll give you the information. And the fact that they didn't even reach out, they didn't even, they didn't even care to ask, they didn't even want to know the other side. Now, some of my buddies had reached out, and they're like, hey, bro, this this vaccine is super sketch. I don't want to take it. Can you give me more? And then I sent them, like, 18 reasons why I won't take the vaccine. Great article. And, like, a bunch of other things. And lo and behold, they're like, yeah, it sounds really bad. I didn't know all that stuff. I, I'm not going to take it. Now, a 5000 to $10,000 check, that twist their arm, or, like you said, tie it to a STEMI, and they'll be taking it tomorrow. But... At the end of the day, I mean, are, is it worth, I mean, I feel like I'm doing a podcast just so I can talk to people like yourself, just so I can talk to Alex Sakaris, so I can talk to Matt Landman, The Propaganda Report, Charlie Robinson, all of those fine folks. I mean, we used to do podcasts because we wanted to spread the message. Now I'm just doing it because I want to talk to cool people. Yeah, because for me, it's like, I'm at this place where, you know, the story in the Bible where Lot's wife is told not to look back or she's going to turn to salt. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Keep talking down to sheep. If I keep talking down to them, I feel like I'm just, I'm sacrificing their blood and laying it on something. Like it's not doing anything anymore except looshing me. I'm just getting lost in my energy. They don't care what I have to say. They're not really listening at this point anymore. Like you're saying, all my friends, they know where I stand and they can reach out to me and find me. But I'm more turned on by the people in front of me now and the people standing shoulder to shoulder with me. Like I'm more turned on by like who's going to instead of trying to save someone about vaccines, it's like I don't believe in vaccines at all. I don't they don't exist in my sphere of reality of something like I believe the human body is so divine that it does miraculous things. I think um, if you look into like old medicine of like cure, you know, a broken broken bone and curing that like um, maybe penicillin like there's some great things about medicine uh, but then there's some also probably a lot more nefarious things about medicine especially Western medicine. We have the, high, the highest infant death mortality rate. Um, we talk about things like SIDS. We talk about things like, uh, you know, uh, um, Asperger's and all these mental disorders and all these anxieties and all this stuff. And here we are, the country that vaccinates our children more than any other country on the planet with all these. And we're first world country. We have the best health care. Supposedly, we sure as shit pay the most for it. But we're all dying from it. And now for the first time ever, everyone's worried about this vaccine this is kind of why it's like but you've stuck every single vaccine in yourself for the last 30 fucking years and if you're under the age of 35 you have less vaccines in your body than somebody under the age of six in america right now so something is so significantly wrong and everyone's head has in this been in the sand for so long about so much stuff that i've been screaming off about that now that we're into it well this one's different it's an mrnh and this one's changing your no they all change your dna every single one of them have aborted fetal cells every single one of them have animal DNA. Every single one of them have heavy metals. So all that shit is poisonous to you. It's it's not divine and it's not helping you. And every single one of the vaccines that they've ever put out, they caused the outbreak before they cured the outbreak. So it's all bullshit the more you look back. So part of it, yeah, wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. But most of it, I'm hitting the spiritual stride where I want the people in front of me 
to like keep going. I want to be find honesty and integrity and authenticity. And if it's hard, awkward conversations and weird words, and that's kind of where I'm at now. I think there's going to be a life after COVID. Like there's going to be life. Um, like when the dust settles of everybody living on their fake hamster wheels for as long as they all have been running around their job to have their two car garage and pay for their Netflix so they can watch the Tiger King. One day it's all going to settle and they're going to have to learn how to talk to each other again. And like that is where I'm at. I just am hopefully trying to teach people how to fucking talk to each other again because they don't know. And it's like a conversation is an art and it is a dying art. Mm. And it was interesting what you said about um, vaccines causing outbreaks. And I don't know if you ever saw the study, but there was a, a military study where like 90% of the guys that took the flu shot came down with COVID-19. And so it's just like the last batch or the, the last uh, flu shot batch they distributed among, amongst the American public. Could that have been responsible? And there's so many competing theories. Is it 5G like Matt Landman? Um, you know, he was explaining how it very well could be 5G. I'm open to it. But again, like I look at the numbers. I mean, it, we have an 80% false positive rate with the PCR because the cycle rate is too high. So and then we, CDC also said 94% died that had COVID-19 that were listed of COVID-19 deaths, 94% of them had three other comorbidities, cancer, diabetes, uh, all these other things. And we're, so we're looking literally at this 6%, and then we're also looking at like 80% of that 6%, and we're looking at flu numbers, like maybe probably even less than flu numbers. So is it 5G? Maybe, but... What I'm seeing is like the numbers that we have that are concrete and presented to us is just like, well, it doesn't look like there's anything at all. And well, where's the flu come from? Was the flu some big plague or is that some creation over the last 15, 20 years when they started needing to put out flu shots? It's like they just keep doing this over and over again, over and over again. And it's like a same cycle. And it, now it'll be Delta. And then they're like, oh, we won't want to call it Delta. The next one will be COVID 2022 or whatever. You know, they, they're just going to keep tweaking the names. But it's all kind of the same thing. I don't. I don't know. And I don't even what of their te what study, if I don't trust the CDC, if I don't trust the World Health Organization, if I don't trust, um, you know, the, who do I trust? Who am I trusting? I can't trust the colleges because they're all being paid and bought and all their scientists are being paid by China. Um, the PCR tests that, you know, you talked about test for every single variety of coronavirus, which we still have to admit to ourselves that every single version of coronavirus is all the common cold corona corona leaves it's all greek to me which it's all tom hanks's fucking typewriter and so it's like there's the beginning of them letting us know that this was all about to happen same dude who took a picture of his plasma and put it on instagram because that was supposed to walk us all in hey you guys are using my plasma to help make this vaccine thanks tom hanks like it's all this was a script i feel like the the helicopter of Kobe Bryant going down was um, like if we were all to set our watches and we were all a nefarious, like we're the Illuminati and we're about to say go time. We would all set our watches to that Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. And then we just watched the game unfold from that point on. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what? It was actually funny. 
you were talking about about how much like you're like I don't get gematria. I don't I don't really fuck with gematria. And the whole time I'm laughing because I'm like the gematria head. Like I had on Zachary Hubbard from Gematria Effect News and follow like these gematria guys on Instagram. Like I love that shit. And it was interesting because January 21st when we had our first confirmed case, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation 121. It was January twenty-first, uh, so one slash twenty-one, and then World Economic Forum one twenty-one. So it was just like, all right, well, this is already following a script. So like, even back in January, the Gematria guys were just like, this is bullshit. And we knew it was nothing to worry about. But then you go back, and there's Event two hundred one, Clade X, which happened six hundred and sixty-six days before uh, March eleventh, when they declared coronavirus a pandemic. And like, I'm all down with the day counting and stuff. That's still not Gematria. Oh, no, I know what Gematria is. (laughs) No, no, I know, but sometimes I think there's the Gematria, and then people will take the date counting, and then they'll take it, then it becomes such a myriad of numbers that it's like, well, you could you could just one is one somewhere and two is two somewhere. So if you draw circles and spaghetti lines around things, you can make it all attach. It looks like a crossword. Um, uh, yeah, like I know Jama. I have people try to gematria me till the cows come home, and I just am like, if it, let's say President Trump is one worth one thing, Donald James Trump is one thing, Donald J Trump is one thing, DJT is one thing, uh, whatever. So that's just a million different little numbers that you can get for Donald Trump. So whatever I want to biasly pick. I can find Donald Trump in my pick. It's just going to be written like President DJT or President Donald James or President. It's like the way Gematria is, is so um, it's pick and choose with how the numbers go into the Gematrix. And because anyone can go in there and add anything they want at any time, it is not a clean form of study to me at all. It's just like mm-hmm. uh, anyone's adding saying- all the time. And I, I don't want to carry on with this for too long because I know you're you're disinterested. But Juice World, his album Death Race for Love equals two hundred and seventy four and he died two hundred and seventy four days after he put that album out. So I mean like coincidences like that, it's like all right, well you can say that Or that's the seventy four of it all. Well, and seventy four is a huge number. Jesus equals seventy four, Lucifer equals seventy four, gospel parables, uh all all those things equals seventy four. And uh, Trump equals 47. Shout out my Maria. I know that's her number. So um, there's a lot of things that go into it. And obviously 47 is a huge number because the 47th problem of Euclid in the Book of Formation describes how to establish foundation. That's why government also equals 47. And uh, I believe federal also. No, federal equals 33. But there's a lot of government times. Do you get into the Hebrewic um, like tonal um, where it's like Hebrew is the only language that is alpha and numerical and tonal. I watched a pres- or I watched. A, I a do believe there's rabbi. magic in numbers, and I do believe there's Bible codes, and I am into a whole bunch of, and I do think there are a few people out there that get gematria and do it right, and I think they, at a, as far as the people on this sphere. They're the fewest of the few. Most people don't know what the fuck they're doing with Gematria. Like it's uh, even uh, like uh, it's Q maps. Gematria is Q maps. Very few people know what they're doing with Q maps. Like it's like the same kind of um, 
big, huge thing. And the only difference is uh, anyone can add anything they want to Gematria. We could add our whole conversation on there right now. Um, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I've just been studying it for too long to like Zachary Hubbard. Like you say, a bunch of people do it wrong. I agree. I go on Instagram and I see people like putting shit into like, oh, look at uh, November uh, 9th. 119 also equals nuclear bomb. They're going to nuke us on November 9th. And it's just like, no, like that's just way. And I don't even know what nuclear bomb equals, but like, let's just say, um, but Zachary K. Hubbard, he's written two books on it. One's 800 pages. His newest one was 300 and something great books. I mean, he does it to the letter of the law and there's a, a bunch of rules that you have to follow. And he got it from the secret teachings of all ages by Manly P. Hall. So, I mean, that's, how he does Gematria is like by the letter of the law. How it's and that's supposed what to be done. I am with Gematria. I feel like what has happened in the new age form of Gematria is I get down with old school Gematria. I get down with old school um, uh, numeric, um, especially coding, old school coding. I love all that shit. I do not get down with um, internet websites anyone can add to. It's not it 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 loses some of its um, real. I do think there are things like um, big words like uh, that are spells um, like Jesus. That's obviously like such a huge word, and um, I think it's probably one of the most protective spells that you could say aloud. And for whatever reason, it doesn't require anything back from you. You could just be like, okay, I'm done with that. And it's like, okay, you don't have to like, you know, carve a lamb out of blood till and like, pay homage. you know, because what? like, I, I, I forgot to bring it up with Alex Akaris. I really wanted his opinion on this. Um, like during a demonic attack or an alien attack to me, they're kind of indistinct. In, indistinguishable um because i think aliens are demons but or dark entities but when you call out to jesus christ like those events stop like what what does that mean to you i mean because we're not going to say that jesus came here two thousand years ago and then meant to start this whole christian religion which has been bastardized and so on and so forth. Like, it's not that narrative. So what does it mean when you call out to Jesus and you get this protection? Um, sometimes I, I heard a thing once that every drug on the planet has the energy of everyone that's ever taken that drug on the planet. And that's why you get the experience you get off mushrooms because everybody that's taken that and all the r- ritual that's done it, it has that vibe. Whereas Coke has a different vibe. And then like acid has a different vibe, you know, like everything has its like collective. Um, some words, uh, and then there's like sigils and, um, servitors that you would make in magic. And I think that some like a servitor that you would make in magic, like I could create a servitor that would protect me. Uh, Let's say I was a lawyer and I had a big trial coming up. I could have a servitor that would protect me anytime I was in the courtroom, give me all the words and clarity that I needed. And this servitor would have a certain lifespan and I would say a certain phrase to call upon him. And then at the end of this trial, I would let him rest. Like he did his bidding for me, this energy, the servitor, and I would let it go. Um, That would be like a magical thing. I think 
with Jesus, if he were a servitor like magic, he doesn't require you to give anything back. And he is timeless because like a drug, the energy of everything that it really doesn't matter who you are or what religion you believe in. You can't be like, well, that guy was a bastard. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what, and that's another thing I wanted to say. It's like, regardless of what you think Jesus, Jesus Christ is, seems like a pretty fucking good guy, entity, like spirit, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this Jesus figure seems to be a pretty, pretty decent individual. Yeah, I think that um, it's also doesn't different than God, God in flesh. I think uh, a part for me that Christians, it's wonderful when I meet somebody that just really has pure faith of any, whatever religion they are and just a pure faith. And I like that Christian idea of like faith of a child or of a mustard seed. It's just fucking beautiful. And I think that's how real magic exists. If you have faith and you really believe it, that, I mean, that's what they teach you in the stupid, silly secret. You know, that's key to manifestation. You have to really believe it and be grateful. And and it really, it's you, like, if you look at what the keys to manifestation are, that's almost like how they tell you to say a prayer to Jesus. You know, it's like this whole same exact thing. You're like really grateful for things. And then you feel the way it would really feel if it happened. Um, I think to me, all the religions exist they all have space in my world. They all have credence and I have a respect for all of them and all their uh, figures. Jesus is super special uh, because all the other religious uh, figures and what have you, he's kind of God in flesh that doesn't require you to worship him. Other people say you should worship him, but he doesn't really ask you to. And he even says like, do not worship me, only worship my father for only he is good. And, um, there's something even really beautiful about his crucifixion. If he was in fact, God in flesh, then he would need the most dastardly death. Only a God would ask for that death. Only a God would want it. Only a God would want to feel every fucking nail go through his palm and every thorn into his scalp and every cut into his rib. And he would want to stare into his mother's and his never lover's eyes and leave the flesh like it would be a godly exit. And I think, um, yeah, I think the whole thing's kind of wonderful. I, I, I love that idea and the people that really believe it and can call upon it. And um, I would be lying if I said I never have. And I would be extra lying if I said I never would again. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, I've had my fair share of what I think are spiritual attacks um especially when i was doing a lot of baphomet research just because i found that that uh entity so mysterious and captivating and no one no one really knows anything about baphomet except for tracy twyman who and she was communicating with it and she wrote like a seven page tome about baphomet and the history and the templars and so it's super interesting but then you start seeing shit in the night start waking up and especially like gematria again it was 223 in the morning the synagogue of satan equals 223 and in the bible i forget what um what book it was but it was like chapter 2 verse 23 and it talks about the synagogue of satan the synagogue of satan equals 223 woke up at 223 in the morning and my girlfriend was saying baphomet and I was just like, Poof. I'm like, bro, <laughs> that's too much. And then, you know, she was waking up and um, 
she was sleepwalking and she hadn't in years ever since she was a child uh, and you know I saw figures in my room and I'm just like close that book put it on the shelf and I'm just like next time anything happens I'm calling out to Jesus I don't give a goddamn like what it is or who it is but it makes everything go away so <laughs> I mean so just just to back up your point I mean like why the fuck not it works and you know what whatever it is it's it's working on behalf of the light or the good or whatever you want to call it. But I did want to ask you um, about your spiritual practice because you refer to yourself as a witch. And I just wanted to know um, <laughs> what more you mean by that. Um, I believe that I can control energy. I believe that the more intention that I put into it, the more fine-tuned. It's like a muscle. Um, I believe I can practice controlling energy with groups of people. I am super aware now of other people's effect, their energy on me, mine on them. Um, and then just trying to put the ritual in every tiny aspect of my life. Whether if, like before... In my life, I was just making myself breakfast. Now, every crack of every egg means something. Every slice means something. Every, you know, everything means something. Everything matters. It's very tedious and um, also very lovely when I'm present in it. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I don't, more so, I love the way the word triggers people. I love mm. how little people know about witches. I love how uh, they have been like dragged throughout history and rolled all over. They still get rolled now. It really frightens witch. the shit out of people. Yeah, it really frightens the shit out of people. And um, I love the law of observation. So if somebody even has entered their head for one second that I'm a witch or a powerful witch or heaven forbid they fear me for a second... Uh, they've just observed my power. And then, um, yeah, I just feel like it's, um, we're in this world of LARPing where you can decide um, you're a server or a bartender or a marketer or a lawyer or a podcaster or you can be a patriot or you can be a protester or you can be a fucking witch. And, um, when I know I'm a witch and I'm walking around like one, everybody else knows it too. And I love meeting wizards. <laughs> I think it's a whole different vibe, but I actually think there's more of our human history and the more like you, like the secret teachings of all ages and things like that, that we're mystical and we're magical and symbols matter. And we used to know everything about these herbs and about the placement of our planet and how precious every metal was and what it meant to us. And alchemically, uh, what ink writing on paper meant different than us typing something in a computer. That is such different energy. And so I think they're cursive, the way connecting letters, how alchemically different principle that is than you block tippy tapping out your ideas. Um, they were aware they were disconnecting us from all this stuff. And I used to just be a conspiracy theorist and a researcher. And I was scared of all of the symbols I learned for two decades. And then one day I was like, what if I started to use these symbols? What if I swapped these symbols? What if I transmuted these symbols? And um, 
yeah, I just, which feels fun. <laughs> Dude, I think about that all the time, especially, I don't, I, I think I'm too much of a coward at this point to actually do any of it. Um, mainly because, I mean, I don't know. I still have. When you're like looking that- into your shit, like, because if you're reading stuff, I agree with you. Once you're reading shit like Aleister Crowley and Baphomet and you start going into Thelema and you start going into ritualistic shit, or even if you get deep enough into Epstein Island or Clinton's, you start looking into things that give you that wave of like, should I look any deeper? Even that one click on the website, I don't know how long you've been looking, but when the internet was like teetering, um, where you could click, 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 and you're like, shit. If I click one more further, I'm going to either be on a list of like the FBI or like somebody who wants me dead. Like one of the two things is going to happen. And so I feel like if you're already protecting yourself, like if it's a prayer bowl, if you're saging your house, if you're blowing out a birthday candle and letting the smoke go to Artemis for a wish, if you're um, going to a funeral and you're watching the priests have herbs come down the aisles to cleanse past for we're doing all this real witchy shit every day. But everybody's scared to just call themselves a wizard or a witch. Like, yes, I'm in control of my magic. That's what I'm doing. I'm aware of it. I'm present in it. And it doesn't matter. You don't need to worship for it. You can be a Jesus witch. You can be a Jewish witch. You can be an atheist witch. It's just you're like, yes, energy. Maybe you couldn't be an atheist witch because you'd have to agree energy was real. You have to be. But atheists are like, yeah, that's lightning. Maybe I can move that lightning. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Straight what it up. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I mean, Atheism likes to pretend like they're all high and mighty, but I mean, it is, it is one of the worst dogmas, and that's coming from me. Like when I, when I had my, like first awakening, it was that Christianity and in particular uh, Catholicism was bullshit, and I, I I was taking my first philosophy class, which I fell in love with philosophy, and. Um, and then I just start going down the rabbit hole. I'm like, does God exist? Like, I never really even questioned it. It was always just like, oh, well, of course God exists. But then I was just like, no, I'm a staunch materialistic atheist. Like, I had examined the God question from every which way, I thought. And I was just like, "There's it, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. And that way of thinking is so dogmatic, especially there's this guy, Matthew Alper, who was on Alex Sakiris' podcast. And he was just like, I've examined it from every which way for the last 20 years, and there's absolutely nothing that could convince me otherwise. But how is that any different from a Christian saying, you could never disprove the existence of God to me, I will never not believe. It's the same thing. You have faith. You have faith that there is no God. You have faith in something. Mm -hmm. I have realized, I think humans are the only creature on the planet that can have faith. Mm. And even atheists... A lot of them, they are, they learn how to have faith in themselves through their atheism. Like it's a weird, it's like humans are almost, it's almost impossible for a human to be faithless. Yeah. It makes me kind of laugh that everybody, no matter how you have faith in science, you have faith in your dad, you have faith that your job's going to pay you tomorrow. Like we are faith driven. We have faith that this dollar bills were something or that our Bitcoin wallet's going to be there tomorrow. Like everybody has this heavy faith that that's what we all had faith that they can't just shut down our country in a week. And then they did. (laughs) They did. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all just had this undying faith that we were going to, you know, like. What did you think about that when that first happened? Because I remember 
like when it when it they announced we're locked down, and I was just like, well, fuck. And then my work was just like, hey, here's here's this uh, slip saying that you're allowed to drive around. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, and this was in Texas, because I live in Austin, and I was just like. I have to have a pass in case I get pulled over saying that I'm allowed to drive to work. I was like, oh my God. And to answer your question, I, I mean, I've been researching conspiracy shit since 2018. And uh, I've been on the anti-vax train. Like that was one of my first like rabbit holes where I was just like, fuck, I don't know if I should go down this. It was like late 2018, early 2019. And I was just really like, fuck, because the anti-vax programming, I feel like used to be a lot worse than it is now because so many more people are open being like no fuck the covid shot so i mean back in like 2019 being an anti-vaxxer was tantamount to being a holocaust denier mm-hmm. i mean like you are a scum of the earth i told my cousin because he was having a kid his his wife was currently pregnant and i was like hey man probably should look into the vaccine question he's like oh my cousin's an anti-vaxxer and i was like Bro, I'm like, I've looked into it. I didn't want to look into it, but there's some serious questions there. At least just watch Vaxxed, which I don't agree with the conclusions where it's like, oh, only MMR is bad and maybe some other ones are good. I'm like, I think they're all fucking bad because of the adjuvants and the heavy well, metals. Well, that is still a Robert De Niro film. It was still at Sundance and the hubbubba made about it, which Sundance is a big, huge, creepy place. I think that's a Robert Redford film festival. So it's all old Hollywood and stuff. So I almost think Vax, the film, was almost put out, almost kind of how Alex Jones bottlenecks conspiracy so we don't look any deeper into certain things how he made himself the poster boy for Sandy Hook, but Alex Jones never really went heavy into Sandy Hook. Like we all did. Or he made himself the poster boy for Pizza uh, Pizzagate right before he got taken off air. And Alex Jones didn't say shit ever about Pizzagate. We all did. So it, it was really funny to me that like Robert De Niro backed that Vax movie that just said, TD of the truth that like the pop culture would find it was the Netflix version like the same as that Epstein documentary they made on Netflix that people are like oh he was just hooking up with 17 year old poor girls it's fine it's fine yeah uh, it, it was that version of what really should have been said about vaccines completely agree and to touch on the Alex Jones thing I mean I feel like almost everything that he talks about is just to use your term, is bottlenecking, especially, you know, the Wuhan lab. Who was the biggest proponent of the Wuhan lab? Alex Jones. And now, like, the mainstream media and the the truth community breathes a collective sigh of relief. Like, oh, finally, they're acknowledging. When does the mainstream media ever acknowledge truth? Ever. Like, and now it's like, oh, finally, they're acknowledging the Wuhan lab. I'm like, if they're acknowledging the Wuhan lab, that makes me think that it's utter horseshit well i thought it was horseshit before but now i really think it's horseshit because that's how i feel with like with everyone talking about afghanistan right now i'm like okay i'm at the point yeah thank you i'm like i don't i'm now like is afghanistan a real place or is it just north korea that's (laughs) what i think i'm like is this at all real at all now and you know what everyone's talking about joe joe rogan just had this uh this woman on from North Korea made it out of the death camps. Oh my God, you should hear the sob story. It's so heartbreaking and so inspiring and encouraging. And I'm just like, dude, North Korea is fucking fake. We went in there in like the 50s and we're just like, we're fucking controlling this place now. And like what you're saying, the fucking planes in Afghanistan 
1109, like the 911 symbolism on the fucking plane, and that people are falling off holding on while it's taking off. I'm like, dude, this is such a script. And like, how coincidental, as soon as we get out of there, all of this shit starts happening. And Human Vibration had a great post on her Instagram. The same helicopter that picked people up from Saigon, Vietnam in 1975 was the same helicopter that picked people up out of Kabul, Afghanistan when we left. The exact same one. Not the, not the same model. The exact same helicopter over like 50 years later. How insane is that? She has a good name she uses for it too when they use the... The, it, when she she's like, look, templates. even the templates, yeah, because she even has yeah. them stabbing the flag on D Day, and then she's mm-hmm. like, look at them stabbing the flag for Afghanistan, and it's all the same three guys holding the same flag in the same position, and yep. um, yeah, it they they evoke some kind of emotion. I had friends that um, they're super big. Uh, friends of friends that are plain flip fags, you know, like really into like everything about air. That's what they call themselves. Like everything about airlines. Like if you're even somebody that is um, tracking airlines on like the web, like you would Google earth, but you can track airlines and you do it all the time. It's called fagging. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just found that out. My friends taught me that. Um, yeah, so uh, they were they're really into planing, uh, plane stuff, and they said the plane that big, it is it's a cargo plane, like it's meant to like carry huge tanks and shit and drop them off. It's an enormous plane. If that plane turned on its engines and people were that close to it, it would be like <laughs> blown away. Fly. Yeah, like yeah. It'd be like humans would just be like. Ah! Like you know, like you wouldn't even that he's like it's ridiculous. Like the whole thing is just a ridiculous scene of but we're all paying attention to afghanistan 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 i'm like is this soft disclosure for because i also keep hearing him say women and human are child trafficking women and child trafficking child trafficking child trafficking i'm like are we going to do soft disclosure because it's easier for us to accept in first world countries that this happens to brown poor people in the desert but not for us like this is I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's all a it's all a movie. Oh, and I I have to bring this up. I wanted to bring it up earlier just so we could get it out of the way. Bring it all up. I hated Q. And I just listened to your um to your podcast with uh Graffinati. Mm. And you know, I've always like I've listened to Tommy G. I've always tried to keep an ear in the Q world because I want to be informed. I want to know what everybody's talking about. I mean, Jesus Christ. I even listen to Ben Shapiro from time to time, even though I despise Ben Shapiro. But I listen to him. I listen to Abby and Robbie Martin. I listen to, you know, Hard Oh, Black, dude, Hard I right. listen to everything. Everything. Yes. Everything. And, I can't even tell and you. And I just wanted to say, because, like, when I first started following you on Instagram months ago, um, I was like, oh, she's a cutard. And... I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. But, I mean, like, the, like your podcast is so much more than that. Um, but I always thought that Trump was a piece of shit, not because of the, uh, he's a racist, or, you know, any of that bullshit, grabbed by the pussy, like, I mean, come on, that, those are, we don't even need to address those kinds of arguments. I was more of like, why is he fast-tracking 5G? 
what's the operation warp speed? And Graffinati kept being like, well, if we didn't have warp speed, then we would have had full fucking mandates. And I'm just like, well, how are you reaching to that conclusion? And, like, all of the other bullshit, and, like, Bill Barr, I mean, he was implementing the track trace database system and like all of these goons that trump had around them and then tommy tommy g would be like oh surround yourself with the closest enemies you know the old saying i'm just like all right well are we are we just reaching now or or what so i i don't know what your stance still is or could you go further um i still think um everywhere ivanka trump it's just a really easy way to google everywhere ivanka trump went human trafficking bills were signed and money was implemented and went toward that, which for me, it's always been about the kids. And I know a lot of people will argue like, Oh, well, this is a bottleneck too. Is it really about the children? I don't know how long, you know, you've been in the movement, but a lot of people, if you've been in since like 2010, it's been about the kids at least a decade. So, um, the pizza gate of it all, for somebody like me, that's where I first like Q triggered me because I was like, you know, fuck this noise. What are these kids and what's this conglomerate coming together and just putting all this information in this thing? What's Q saying about 9-11? Like, this isn't a Q thing. This is shit we've all been screaming off the Internet the whole time. And it was just like trigger after trigger after trigger after trigger. It, like, I'm the original black pill. And... uh Eventually, one of my friends, uh, trying to sell Q to one of my friends who was just going through a really bad time and really just needed something else to talk about. She was going through a weird divorce and whatever. And uh, so I'm like, hey, here we could talk about this conspiracy, something not doomsday. And it was right when the SeaTac plane, remember when that guy took the SeaTac plane for a ride and dumped it into a missile silo uh, in Seattle? Yeah. And and it was right after there was um, the Guy Kane. That that was his name. I love that shit. His name <laughs> yeah. was Guy Kane. Yeah. And then it was right after the uh, missile warning uh, happened in Hawaii. <clears throat> so those were two things for sure that I was watching the Anons do this shit. But I was I the same. I knew every conspiracy. I know everything out of Alex Jones's mouth, whether I believe it or not. I listen to Candace Owens every single thing she says. I still don't have one of her little track trace phones or whatever she's selling but i listen to everybody i listen to joe rogan for decades and hated him forever i listen to howard stern oh, wow. forever he was the idol i had to kill um like uh yeah i think most people have it all wrong because most people are doing things like worshiping joe rogan and not listening to donald trump speeches and they're letting things like fox news assuming this is republican and cnn this is democrat and then they're letting those two sources give them sound bites of trump speeches instead of watching anything going on uh even with the covid of it all he made pence the head of covid he called it bullshit at the beginning. He said you could get hydroxychloroquine and it would help. He called the whole thing garbage. He said, go get zinc and hydroxychloroquine. If you know about hydroxychloroquine, you could look up into, I think it's, what is it, Barry and Honey Sherman. They were the billionaire couple that was found dead in their boat or, or in their house. Um, and they actually owned hydroxychloroquine because they were going to give it out free for malaria all over Africa. So it didn't have to be this expensive fucking, we didn't need a vaccine. Trump actually 
actually, okay, he said, we don't need a vaccine. You guys can just get back to work. We don't have to shut down our economy. Shit, these people still aren't listening. Uh, He goes into the hospital. Fat guy, they told us. Eats McDonald's every day, they told us. Gets out of the hospital in three days without a vaccine from COVID. He still, three days out of the vaccine, looks better than Joe Biden at his tippy-top shape. So it's like the things that Donald Trump, he won the election by at least 80 million votes to 60 million. Everyone in America knows it. Even if you're the hardest core Trump hater, you know, we won that election. Um, The media hated him, which is my enemy. All the politicians hated him right and left. And they're my enemy. My biggest enemy, though, was Hollywood hated him. And so once I saw all these people that I've been researching for 20 years all hate the same guy and flip on him, I saw he was on the front of every inquirer. I saw everyone Trump worship, every black person in Hollywood Trump worship. I know Mac Miller's writing songs about him. He was he's more listed in hip hop music than probably any other person of all time. You could probably quote me on that and look it up and you'd probably be like, holy shit, he's listed like 189 times in hip hop songs because he was a love dude. He was a he was like swarmy country club white guy from Palm Beach. He was exactly that. Like he was to Florida what JFK Jr. was to New York City. He he, he was kind of gross. He was that. He was always anti-vaccine. You can pull up all his Twitters and look him up. He, he was like, huh, a healthy baby goes in the hospital, gets a bunch of vaccines, comes out autistic. Um, he was always anti-human trafficking. He called out all these people. He said Bush was a you know, chode. He said Hillary was a chode. He said all these people and um, they stole an election. Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) Yeah, they just stole an election from him in front of everyone. So um, when I look up the dude, uh, I know everyone's like, well, uh, he went to a Jesuit school or he went to, you know, like the, I, I know all of those things too, but I also just can look like his kids never fucking flashed their vagina all over like the Hilton's. His kids didn't fucking, uh, they weren't all wrapped up and look at Hunter Biden, like legitimately look at every politician kid you can find and what's Trump's kids. They seem to have kept their nose clean out of all the things they said about Trump. You know, I've been digging. I know you've been digging. We know the people that have been digging. What is the worst thing they found about this dude? Still, we're all a bunch of conspiracy theorists. And the best we got is he went to a Jesuit school. The best we really got is him pointing at a Jewish thing on a wall. Like the things that we're grasping at to really try to say he's a bad guy are kind of ridiculous when the things we really have on these other people is hands down. So instead of conspiracy theorists as black pills, we wanted to wake up everyone forever. That was our goal. So to me, instead of lighting all the QAnons on fire, I decided to give them the information they were looking for. And as I started to give them the information they were looking for, they were teaching me about key players in Congress and in Senate. They were teaching me about shit that I never even knew about. Dates and times and bills being signed and HR 143-76, like things that I didn't even know. And I know for a fact a bunch of black pills I know didn't know either. And the other number one critique that QAnons get is it was just put there to make you guys sit around and do nothing. Really? Because all the anons I know 
still are well-researched. They still have big mouths. They're on all these accounts saying shit. They still have guns. They still know how to do whatever gardening you're saying. And I guarantee you, they're doing more than you. And that's the number one thing with most of the black pills that I know. They're scared to look into any of this shit. They still don't know how to look up a Q map. They still don't know what the Warren or the, uh, what are all these fucking steel dossiers and fucking reports coming out over these, you know, next few days. They still haven't looked into Maricopa County. They still don't know what's going on with Julian Assange's trial. They still don't know where Edward Snowden's at. Oh, wait, they might because Joe Rogan had perfect reception with Edward Snowden. What like, a it's bull. bull- Bullshit. It's bullshit. So I feel like all the cool kids in the world, all the naysayers, like bring the whole system down. Guess what, dummies? When you bring the whole system down and you live in a commune, one day when you're in your little commune, somebody's going to take one too many eggs. Somebody's not going to get up and do their share. And you're going to have to make a little set of rules for your little fucking perfect commune to go on. Somebody made a set of rules that's the best set of rules ever written for any commune ever, and it's called the fucking Constitution. But you won't even go read that so how could i possibly even fathom for a fucking second you would even look into trump's presidency except that you assume he is what every conspiracy theorist tells you he is because you haven't even read your state's constitution you don't know your constitution do you know the mayor where you live do you know have you been to a city council have you gone and protested kids fucking wearing masks at schools all the people i know that are anons they've done all these things so it's like a big difference in the I like to me, I'm standing with lions and I don't give a fuck about Trump. Like I just consider him a lion, too. He was brave enough to say it and kind of just made us all find our own pompous asshole and be like, I'm going to say it, too. And I have no this is where I have nothing to give to Trump when I hear him fucking say anything about vaccines like, oh, they wouldn't be out for me. Yeah. Would it have taken five years longer? Maybe. Would they have had us locked down longer? Maybe. But I just don't think you need to uh, fucking like I I to any spy movie you have to slither with snakes to fucking take down the kingpin. So I understand certain things, but I don't think you have to convince people to get poison put in their body unless every vaccine, all of the vaccines, are all placebo. And then that changes the whole thing altogether. But are we going to, what, layer 18 conspiracies on top of conspiracies? So instead, I just have to call a spade a spade myself and say, Donald Trump talking about vaccines, I don't get down with at the fuck all. Donald Trump killing Soleimani, so we didn't have a missile go off when Beirut happened. Uh, Donald Trump stepping over a sandbag and shaking hands with a fake fucking Korean actor, uh, Kim Jong-un. Like, these are all things that I think were key games of Donald Trump becoming the postmaster general so that Amazon didn't. These were key things. Donald Trump calling out the emergency act so that the beef plants weren't allowed to shut down on us in the middle of this whole thing. These were key things so that the new world order didn't roll on us. So it's a sloppy new world order right now because of these tiny little chess moves. And they happened and they did it because of Trump and an executive order. And everyone wants that motherfucker dead. That's why he's living in the Southern White House called Mar-a-Lago right now. Mm. Have you done yeah. research on Mar-a-Lago? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Southern White House. It has more bomb shelters than the real White House. It was bought to be the Southern White House. Trump also has the key to the White House there. There's a lot of little sketchy things 
that Trump has possessions of that I believe we're playing a game of relics and magic. And I think everything's a spell and alchemy. And that's why that capital existed that day and whatever their weird shit. Nancy Pelosi and her glass vials and her pennant she always wears on her. Like, I think we're in this high sorcery game. And that key to the White House is a weird thing that Trump possesses. Mm. I, I just, I, so for the Corona thing, for instance, that was 33 days before the election and 1,711 days after his inauguration. Modern Freemasonry started in 1711, and obviously we know the highest degree of Freemasonry is 33. Amy says WTF was just on Black Pill Radio talking about Trump's not coming to save you. He's a Freemason. Um, I don't know if you had time to listen to that interview. Um, the Freemason thing to me, honestly, too, is like... <sighs> You know they're mm-hmm. fucking what we all say that's the same as fucking us arguing about Afghanistan. So yeah. every conspiracy theorist can all find shit about the fucking Freemasons and they're still the bad guy. The Masons in general, the old men that fucking, you know, uh do the parades in your town, those are the biggest villains on the planet because well, they're mean, black and white checkerboard. We, we, we know that it's layered. We know that it's not like no, the second or third the thing degree guys. That, this is this is the problem though with everyone that's new to waking up and they get all the information given to them in three years. The Freemasons aren't the skull and bones. Neither of them are the Illuminati. Like the amount of these groups that are dissected and neither none of those are the Jesuits. The Jesuits aren't the Israels and the Jews and all that. The Jews aren't the House of Saud. The House of Saud is has nothing to do with the Black Pope and any of that shit. All of them come together at the black Cuba Saturn if we want to get there. But I just think when we talk about these little tiny fragmented things, like for real, when I hear them and it's not because, oh, I'm more like Amy says, what the fuck? Like her names and dates, like she could school me with names and dates, names and dates, names and dates. I don't give a shit. Like when I stand far, far back from the whole thing, I see outside the hurricane. And to me, when I even hear Freemasons, I'm like, oh, should I go read the Da Vinci codes? Like, it's just one. It's just one thing. Is it the Rosicrucians? Is it the Kabbal? Are we going to get Kabbalistic about it? Are we going to get Kabbalistic with a K or with a Q? Are we? Where are we going to go with it? Because it's like Freemasons to me is just such a layer of like. That's like and Alex Jones said, and now we talk yeah. about the Freemasons. No, you're so, right. No, I think you're a hundred percent right in in what you're saying. I mean, we could. And every- another thing, not about them. Anyone, CNN, anyone, Trump is a seller. If I'm going to talk bad about Trump or good about Trump, if I even put Trump's name, everyone's going to listen. So it's funny to me that everybody that it's like, okay, all these dates passed. Now we're going to be brave enough to come out with a Trump bashing show. Where was your Trump bashing show? He was still a fucking Freemason in January. He was still a Freemason in October. He was still a Freemason if he was a Freemason. So I just think it's funny on the timing that um, when you, especially when your your whole entire shtick is that you're black pill radio. You got to stay black pill. Hope it works out. That's a way to market yourself. Mm. I don't know. No, <laughs> and, well, if you if you like go deep, I mean, obviously anybody can throw out Freemason, but if you go to like Freeman Fly, who's been you know balls deep in this stuff for like twenty five years, I mean, he'll give you the rundown and. And, you know, how all the 33rds get together every four years after the presidential election, including Trump's, and they do a ritual to in, to embed the spirit of Horus in the new president. So, I mean, like, at the higher levels, that's where the shit goes down, the 33s. I mean, there's this guy, Robert Sullivan, who's been on Grimerica a bunch. I'm sure you've heard his episodes. You've listened to Grimerica since yeah. it started. So... 
I mean, Robert Sullivan, that guy's been a 32 for like 15 years. He never got the invite to 33. And I was like, that's very convenient because I feel like only the pieces of shit. Robert Sullivan seems like a stand-up guy. He just wanted to do all of his little Masonic rituals and he wanted to get to the 33rd degree. Who knows if we'll ever get it because, I mean, seems like, seems like a classy guy. So it seems like the pieces of shit who are willing to like do the child trafficking or the sacrifice or, or this or that, they get to the 33rd degree level, and then they start doing rituals to get Horace into Trump. Or, I have you know, a different what have idea. <clears throat> okay. In my idea, Freemason, so I just take word, Freemason. If we really, history's been hidden from us and burnt and buried forever, so if we really wanted to spread history, the only way we could have spread it that it stayed around would be to write it in masonry. So the only people who could have written it in masonry would have been the Freemasons. So they would have been a really good group. So I would bet that somewhere, sometime, and I don't know when, they got taken over. So they did they get get taken over in the last blank amount of years so they add the 33rd to what used to be the 32nd and bastardize the whole thing or is it a new way for the media and all these books that are allowed to get published and get pushed to the top of one thing and David Icke is allowed to not be killed and Alex Jones is allowed to not be killed but we know a lot of truth speakers out there that definitely have been killed so it's just like very interesting to me the truth that's allowed to get out and then the, well, like that, the regurgitated truth that's allowed to get out. George Washington, back in like the 1780s, um, he was actually communicating back and forth with this uh, Christian pastor. And he was like, General Washington has come to my attention. You know, let me get, do my 1700s. George Washington, it has come to my attention, sir, that uh, henceforth and... Fortnite that he'll have, you know, yeah. fucking like that. But he was like, bro, are, are the, is the Bavarian Illuminati headed by Adam Weishaupt infiltrating Freemasonry? Like, I have legit concerns that this is happening ever since they were kicked out of Europe. And he's like, sir, you know, very good, sir. I, I assure you that nothing nefarious is happening with the uh, long-standing traditions of Freemasonry. And then he's like, well, what about this document, that document, and this thing that Adam Weishaupt said, and all, all these things coming out of France are saying they're definitely infiltrating Freemasonry. And then George Washington is like, sir, I said, I, nothing's happening. But, like, there's, there's very clear discussions between George Washington and this pastor about the infiltration of Freemasonry from the Bavarian Illuminati because they were kicked out of everywhere they went because of, you know, the fucking doing sacrifices and whatnot. And so there's like, all right, we need to get into the Masons who were probably a good organization at the time and had a lot of influence all over the world. And so they get in there and then we have the Freemasonic uh, origins of the United States, how we had 56 People signed the Declaration of Independence, Jesuit equals 56, and Gematria. But not everything. I think we're told some things are bad that are just ritual and good. Why, did, why do they get to own the stars? Why do they get to own every number? Why do they get to own all this stuff? And it's so easy for us to think everyone's nefarious, but it's impossible to think there was a secret society of good guys. No, and I, I heard you say that quote, but I was thinking to myself, I'm just like, well, where are they? Like, are they are they the secretest of the secret? Like, we don't. What what is the good secret society? 
they would have to be the secret of the secret if they're ending up dead. If, if we, I don't know who would ever be considered a good guy. Like somebody that I only can go, I can't go with what the media told me. I can only go with a feeling. <clears throat> so it's easy for me, like an easy one for me to pick out that everyone usually agrees with is Princess Diana. Like no matter what with Princess Diana, she gives a feeling to people. And they can also all agree she was sacrificed. Um, like her murder was nefarious or whatever. Some people can get down with, she could have been saved in that tunnel. They could have body doubled her. They could have injected her afterward and totally gotten her out of there because if it was a sacrifice and like what you're saying, this is where I do get down with numbers and dates, but I think it's more important that it's stars. And I think the stars and planets are actually in a certain alignment, a certain amount of time because we're on this perfect circular sphere. So if these days are done just, just right on a circle, it equals a lot of two, two, twos and seven, seven, sevens and things like that. Cause it's like Saturn's here now in line with the moon. So if the good guys could figure this shit out too, then we we know when their rituals are going to be. We know they're going to kill Diana. She's a moon goddess and they're going to do it on this dates related to the moon. So we could also keep all of our good guys safe with paparazzi. That would be a very new age way for us to follow them around everywhere. And yeah, some of them could be cameras. Some of them could be fucking guns. And it would be a way that how do we keep you safe from everyone? We put you in the sight of everyone. We make you, these aren't people that I really think, but these are all the people that are being brought up now. If you look at the way JFK Jr. was really fucking tracked by fucking paparazzi, I never really get down with, I, if one person's alive to me, they're all fucking alive. They're on an island somewhere with like Elvis and like, I don't really get, I don't fairy tale. Like, I mean, I'm a Dude, witch, but I don't fairy tale. Fuck. I know, like, <laughs> but um, like JFK Jr. followed with paparazzi all the time. Britney Spears tracked with paparazzi all the time. Um, then you take somebody like, I don't know where uh, Hillary. We ne we never see pa a paparazzi around Hillary. We get like one picture oh, of her yeah, falling before she goes into the van. But that's like yeah, that's was it really say. her? They threw like a duffel bag in. <laughs> and we're like, was that Hillary? We were all just supposed to see that. It almost was like, were we all supposed to see that for the Trump win? Like, I really, I was a person that I just thought Trump was put there for. I knew he was going to win. I thought he was kind of put there to help Hillary, like, usher her in some likability because everyone fucking hated Hillary. So what a way to make her likable was, was like, <clears throat> put her up against this douchebag. But I really think the moment of Trump coming down the escalator that he was supposed to get killed, the Simpsons of it all. What makes you want to... What makes you want to say that? The Simpsons predicted it. I think the I think the Simpsons predicted that Trump was supposed to get assassinated on the escalator coming down, and then that's where the Trump funeral happened. And the Simpsons were never wrong; they were right about everything. Well, then, how? Like, why did they perfectly predict that he would come down, like the forty seventh uh, story of Trump Tower? It was. And like Trump equals forty seven, the Simpsons predicted. You know who our forty seven the president's gonna be though. Ivanka. Kamala. Okay, because I mean, wasn't that the next Simpson prediction that Ivanka is gonna be president twenty twenty eight? Well, I, I'm not opposed to that still happening either. I just think it's really funny because I think. Um, Remember, the 25th is what uh, Trump said to Pelosi and said to Joe Biden, be careful what you wish for, because they're not going to use that on me. They're going to use it on Joe. He says these exact words in like, you know, 2019. So it's just funny. Um, 
Kamala, the 47 of it all. Um, I think it all kind of has to go to, you know, you have to show them everything. And I think when Kamala's the fucking president, Elon Omar, AOC, all these um, Muslim Brotherhood, Huma Abedin women step up. I think I'm wondering what it's going to take liberal America to be like, I I think they're going to have to be holding their knees, crying in the closet like, I wish Trump would have won. They just have to say it like a fairy. Like they just have but to you say don't, it like, you don't even believe that. Like what? You you don't even believe that though, because I mean they're NPCs. Correct? I mean like there's there's nothing that'll change their minds. Some of them I really don't I, I I've talked to spiritual people and I've talked to just like people that are into the simulation theory. The ninety percent number, like the low, the lowest number I've heard of real of us that are here, or the highest number I should say of real of us that are here, thirty percent of us are real. The lowest number that I've heard that are here that fucking freaks me the fuck out. Five hundred of us are real. Jesus. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about. It's but so crazy. But then it's like, all right, well, I mean, Truman. you have to get super. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to get super analytical. Like, is my mom real? It's like, I talked to her today. She seemed fucking real. Well, here's I mean, the whole like, question. How much of your life that you live are for them? Whatever it is, the little things it might like the turning left, the turning right, the picking up food, the like locking the door, the whatever little the clothes you're wearing, the things you say, what you do with your time. It's like, is it always to keep you on some track from living the life you really should be living? Mm. Whatever that is, I don't know. It's just like, are we all kind of like the like there's 500 real of us and then all these actors around us like Truman and it's just for that one thing like maybe you're like I'm gonna jump out of a plane over Antarctica I've talked about it since I was six I know I'm gonna do it and everyone in your life is to make sure you don't do that like anytime you bring it up they're like that's a kooky idea the older you get you can't do that now you have kids like no you're not even into planes oh you're scared of snow whatever the like little weird things they all just love you they're all just there or are they all just your track to make sure you're like you can never do stand up no don't move to brazil like no you you can't play the piano whatever have you seen uh black mirror yes um there's this episode called hang the dj fantastic episode um and it's this couple and they had this date thing have you seen the episode I never know him by name, but if you start explaining it to me, I might be like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. So there's this episode, this couple, they meet on a date, and they had this little, uh, uh, I don't know, this little thing in their pocket, and they look at it, and it's like, oh, shit, we only have 24 more hours together. Best, you know, I guess we better enjoy it. So then they eat their food real fast, they go back, and they fuck, and they end up like, oh, wow, that's a great night. I really like this person. But that 24 hours is up, they got to go date someone else. Like the whole thing is for them to to date a bunch of different people and then they get to see uh, who they like at the end of it or the app will tell them who they like. Oh my gosh. No, I don't remember that one. Okay, so, um, you know, they go through a bunch of shitty dates and like have a lot of terrible sex and they're just like, man, like that really fucking sucked. But that first one, like that was great. And the thing, the, the app or whatever puts them back together 
and it gives them five years. But the guy gets mad, or like they weren't gonna they weren't gonna check it. They made an agreement that they weren't gonna check it, and so he checks it, and then it, it says five years. He's like, oh fucking great, like five years we're gonna be together, and then we'll figure it out. And then it's like recalibrating three years, recalibrating one year, recalibrating six months, and then it recalibrates all the way down to like twelve hours. And then he's like, oh fuck, like. It says we only got 12 hours together, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? We weren't supposed to check it. Long story short, um, the app tells them that they've matched with their significant other. Their app has matched them with their perfect person. So um, they get to pick anyone of their choosing to see one last time before they meet their true love, according to the app. And they both say each other. So they meet up at dinner. And they're like, they're like, fuck, dude, I don't want to be with anybody else but you. I don't care who the fucking app says, like, me and you, ride or die. Then they, like, run out of the restaurant. Like, there's bodyguards trying to stop them with, like, tasers. And it's like what you say in your podcast, like, when you were going up to, like, the wall in D.C. And you just felt like everyone was just a fucking actor. And, like, the guy comes up to him with a taser and he just fucking freezes. And then, like, the whole fucking world freezes. They climb over a wall and they find out that they've been in a simulation a thousand times. And out of a thousand simulations, 998 times, they decide to say, fuck the game. We're going to be together no matter what. And they climb the fucking wall. 998 times out of a thousand. So that then you find out that that was all a simulation. And the app actually put them together and yada yada. But... It was just like, is that what we're in? Are we in the simulation to see we're going to put you in the COVID times. We're going to turn up the dial on the anti-vax or uh, all of the vaccine mandates. And we're going to fucking push you to the brinks of your sanity. Make you feel like a total loony. And like, if you fucking come out on top, man, you fucking did it. You fucking won the simulation just like in Black Mirror. I think, I think that could be it sometimes. And that's where I, it's like, for some people it's tarot and for some it's stones and some it's gematria and some are hanging on with Q and some have a really good group of friends and some have a rad chat room and some paint and some do a podcast and, but they're all tools that we're like using to survive and beat the evil they, the archons, the low vibes, the demons, the aliens, whatever the evil they is. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Sometimes I think I know what their faces look like and certain celebrities but even with some of them I argue with myself and I'm like I used to think Lady Gaga was a high priestess now I think she's high monarch like she's been totally brainwashed and like I have soft spots for people that I once uh, thought were just you know like high priestess yeah now I'm just like oh shit they were like totally um, abused from the time they were three years old and probably had to kill a sibling and get chased in the woods by you know naked adults laughing and hackling like who knows what kind of it sounds bizarre to say this but I know know if you look into some of the shit I'm sure you're looking into or like if you looked into the Baphomet or even Bohemian Grove some of the ritualistic shit that they're doing people to produce fear is real and that's what i think they're doing to us like i just think it's all there it's loose it's they're just trying to get there's only two emotions human exist in the only two fear and love those are the only every other emotion attaches to one of those two emotions so you have to decide every day that you're going to live in love whatever that means and not be scared and so 
if you decide, maybe even with a vaccine, that you're getting the vaccine out of love, that may enter your body different. But if you're doing it out of fear, that's different. I think if you vote with love, that's a different thing than voting with fear. I think if you, um, I think even like staying in a relationship out of fear or staying in one out of love, um, it's a very different thing. Like, uh, you know, that idea. So I, I don't know. I think we're just in this place that we chose to be here in this earth game. We picked our avatars and our avatars, like being a lesbian had shitty avatars. It's like, Oh, this is shitty from this age to this age. But when you get to this age, you're going to be able to say all this stuff. It'll give you this meter that all these other people won't be able to say it, but you'll be able to, cause you're a lesbian. So it's a sucky avatar for, you know, zero to 20, but it'll become an okay avatar from here to here. And then it'll be great from here to here you know like everybody's avatars has their plus and minuses um but i do think we chose them we chose them to be here and uh i just think it's an exercise in free will i also think if you inject black tar heroin out of love you're still gonna get fucked up (laughs) fucking high (laughs) yeah because you're you're just like oh yeah well if you inject the vaccine out of love i'm like well i'll probably still fuck you up i don't know i just don't know how you really could do it out of love I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how it, that would be like, I love everyone else. I love myself so much. I'm going to put this in. I don't know. I don't know how that could actually, it seems like such a far off. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm like, uh, trying to Cause be in order to minded. take it, it has to be like trauma based mind control, fear based mind control. I mean, that's the only reason you would ever take it or peer pressure from your family. I know plenty of people are just like, oh, I don't want to take the fucking shot. And their family's like, please, so you could see your grandpa. It's like, fine. And then they fucking take it. And it's just like, no one's doing it because it's like, this is the right thing for humanity. And I love everyone so much. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to fucking die of Corona. And I, I don't want to be the only one who's unvaxxed at work. And this that and the other thing it's like dude fuck all that bullshit i already told my managers i'm like you guys want to mandate vaccines you're gonna have to can my ass and then i signed a bunch of my customers to agreements where that if i get if i leave then they leave with me like they they are tied to me being their particular routeman so i'm just like dog fire me these motherfuckers are coming with so you're gonna lose the whole fucking route I'm like, and have fun dealing with that fallout. So, I mean, I position myself. I, everybody knows where I stand. I almost got fired over the mask. But I'm, I'm like you. I'll lose the job. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not playing the reindeer games. I'm not doing the bullshit. Because you give it an inch, they take a mile. Do you have kids? No. Me either. And this is what I think we're supposed to do. Like it is our fight. If you don't have kids out there, it's up to you to not wear the mask because there is a mom or a dad out there that needs to get groceries for their kid. And it's like, it's up to all of us to do it, you know, but it's like, um, the reason our country used to be great is because we used to plant trees. We've never feel the shade of, and that means us. That means we aren't going to, if we don't have kids, I'm never going to have kids. I might, maybe I'll adopt kids one day, never say never, but I'm the idea of just somebody else's kids or even my sister's kids like I don't want them to get injected with heavy metals I don't want them to not be able to see adults smile at them I don't want them to grow up with less oxygen I don't want them to uh it's just 
I'm not doing any of this. And I hear it's funny because everyone's like, oh, the Q kids are sitting around and waiting for Trump to save them. And I'm like, what the rest of the world sitting around and waiting for America to do something. And I say when you're in Australia or the UK and you're panicked in your streets and getting fire hosed by cops, the reason you're not seeing that happen in America is because we still have our fucking guns. And so there is certain things that we still like. I'm a precious metals geek and um, I think everything is like holds energy. But lead is a very precious metal and Americans have it in spades and most people on most streets and most houses like I, I don't know your street in particular I know mine and uh, if whatever I lack in my house somebody else could throw me um, out of their house and it's just a very prepped places Florida I know Texas is very similar I know my friends in Montana are very similar but I also know my friends in Kentucky because they hunt and they live off that land for half the year so it's just a very different place I, I say it over and over again preparedness takes away all panic and so when you're living in a place like New York City and you live on the 30th fucking floor and you're you need your government to pump your your water up to your building and you need your government to make sure that um, the roads are cleared of snow so a truck can drive your goods all the way to you in the winter and there's millions and millions and millions and millions of people all relying on the exact same thing deep down you're an animal just like me and your animal instincts are fucking panic because they should be that's not a way for any human to live. And you're reliant on your government, even if you're not on government cheese, on welfare or handout. Um, if you need the government to pump your water to your house, you are reliant on your government. And if you live how many stories up in Chicago, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Portland, in Seattle, and you know, DC and all these places, we're allowing these people that need the government to pump water to their house to dictate how the rest of us live. And it's so stupid. Mm, and that's a, a, a fuck. I really wanted to talk to you about fake shit because I, I, I think about that all the time. But I also want to ask you before that, where do you think like we go from here? Like right now, people are talking about that there's going to be some kind of grid shutdown. Um, uh, social strife, like all of this stuff. I know that I follow, um, uh, what's his name from Rune Soup? Gordon, Gordon, blah, 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 blah. He's on the higher side chats all the time. I can't. I know who exactly who you're talking about. I'm yeah. so, yeah. Gordon, I, okay, Gordon, I'm what? like, he's Gordon. I have Gordo and Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so um, he, he does this podcast with a fellow astrologer and they talk about or it's called like h1 and h2 they do one in like january or not january december before the next year and then they do one halfway through the year to see how their predictions are oh, going cool. astrologically it's really good and that's dude, the shit it, i love that shit i like that's the gematria over the new spiritual stuff that i'm like okay tell me everything that has yep. been where i fully let myself like tell me about every star tell me about every planet i i love it i love the you astrology. gotta get in you gotta listen to their uh their predictions especially the new, 
watch Baba Jolie tarot. Like I'll it just if you're into tarot at all, Baba Jolie on YouTube. She I'm not even into tarot, and you thought how could a tarot reading be excited? I don't know what Baba Jolie is doing to them cards, but you'll watch it like with your eyes agape. <laughs> wow. All right, go on. Yeah, go on. Baba Jolie, I'm gonna remember that one. Does she have? Is she on uh, iTunes? Like, no, does she, she doesn't. No, but just YouTube. She doesn't take any money. She's like doesn't have a Patreon or anything, and she doesn't even show her face. It's just like Baba Jolie's boobs and tarot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Sounds like a show to me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's spiritual boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But um, so Gordon was talking about in December of last year, like late December, they put it out. Um, they're like, huh, you know, the astrology, there's going to be a lot of strife in January. So like right away, we're going to have a major event and then things are going to chill for a while. In May, we're going to have something objectively good. And like for each one of the, these things you say like, oh, well, this planet's retrograding with this planet or these two planets are intersecting. And that's where they come to these conclusions and what that means for why the plant, these planets intersect means social strife. These ones retrograding means that something good's going to happen. Yada, yada. I don't get it at all but you know so far their predictions have been dead fucking on so january a lot of social strife may something objectively good's gonna happen june july is gonna be some more bullshit and then november is gonna be the real kicker that's gonna be like the the biggest sigh up of the year um but they look at 2021 and 2022 as being like a package deal but as far as 2021 what happened in january Obviously, the fake fucking storming of the Capitol, fucking fake bullshit-ass insurrection. And whenever I hear someone saying, oh, I hate when people are downplaying the insurrection, I just want to break their fucking neck because it is, you know, it is the I, worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I fucking heard something this week about it because it was something that gave me a little bit of trauma. It was such a weird day. I replay it all the time in my head, but I heard something this friggin' week and um, I loved it. And it just... Um, she said that was the day that Trump let the powers that be know if he really wanted the digital soldiers to stand up, he could at any time he wanted. Like all the other rallies that Trump put together were all the other rallies. But that and yeah, what the TV showed was not, you know, what really happened. There was a million and a half people there that day. Um, and the storming of the Capitol for real. There was enough people. We could have taken the Capitol apart. Like we could have taken it apart if we wanted to. We could have splintered that cap. We could have found Nancy. Brick. It would have yeah. been gone. It would have been over. There were so many. There was a sea of people. Nothing what the news shows you is how many people were there. And so the the fact that we all stayed at bay, and then Trump put out a tweet, blah 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 blah, go home. Literally, dude, it was like, like the last people standing were only the people that were all the you know, uh, Antifa dressed up with fluorescent orange Trump gear on and everybody else left. It was like everybody went, they did what they should and they left. And they were like, that was the day that Trump scared the shit out of the Congress. I thought that was a Forrest Gump moment because it was kind of like for Trump was Forrest and was just like, I'm gonna go home now. And then everybody's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> well, no, because it was, he went on an hour late. Um, it wasn't supposed to everything else went to schedule and then he went on an hour late and it was so fucking cold and then at the end of his speech he says okay I'm gonna go get in my limo you guys follow me down there 
So we all went so slow because we were watching his limo that we were just dilly-dallying, listening to Frank Sinatra sing My Way, whatever was happening, like just dilly-dallying, singing God Bless America at the Mirror Pools. You know, that was the Forrest Gump moment, legit. We were at the Mirror Pools and it's God Bless America. I was like looking out, waiting for Jenny to like, I would have just ran into the water. <laughs> I don't even know that girl in the fur, but I'm in. Um, yeah. It was just like, so it was like we were all held back. I almost think they, it was the, they were shaking in their boots like i think they were really inside somewhere like oh my god he could really just so the insurrection or whatever they really feared he really he almost he taunted them right up to their and then he called it off and i just think that was why <laughs> why I, why not be like get on like that guy in lord of the rings is like ah it's like why not go get on get nancy pelosi like uh, just like dude because like the anarchist in me like i i don't believe it and you were talking mad shit earlier about anarchists but i let that i let that fucking go but the anarchist in me is like get him and the fact that he's like nah everybody just go home it's like blue balling everybody I know. Well, anarchy, I'm all for it. It, Like the two words that you have to put with anarchy is I'm all for peaceful anarchy. Like I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's like, yeah, I'm all for um, a gun free America. If you can snap your fingers tomorrow and all the guns go away, I'm all for it. Like, but there's no such thing as peaceful anarchy. There's always like a lazy asshole or a rude asshole or so there has to be rules. No, well, the Constitution really isn't government. It's a bill of rights for your sovereignty. A government well, freedoms are given to, to you man. by God. Freedoms I, are given to you by God. A yep. government is put there for real. A government, and if you go into the whole mind control of it, but if you pick elected officials, let's just go with something simple like a sheriff. We live in a town somewhere in the middle of nowhere. We want our town, town to stay peaceful and sovereign. We as a town come together. We elect a sheriff for our town. Why? So we all don't have to think about the criminal all the time. We elected somebody else to do it. Why? So we could just be a little peaceful, enjoy our garden. Yeah, we all know criminals are out there, but we don't want to have to think about it every fucking second. That's why we elect a whole bunch of little officials. I if we live in that many criminals out there. I mean, um, like, I don't I mean, know. I think many? there's a lot of people doing really nefarious shit to kids. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, things that are have i think there's a lot more addicts like that stuff probably has to be fixed like our prison system isn't what it is but i think we're naive to think that there's not like um fucked up people in the world and even just lazy even if you just take lazy if we live in a a, a, on the beach have you ever seen that movie with leonardo dicaprio i think that's the best example of anarchy um i don't i'm not familiar with what it's a paradise. It's wonderlust. It's amazing. It's perfect. And then one day somebody gets hurt and they're hurt and they're injured and they don't know how to fix it and nobody can fix it. And he's just screaming in their common area every night, pain, pain, screaming, wailing, pain, pain. Eventually they all make a vote and they're like, we fucking do not want this in the center of our area. We have them in the ocean. Out. They're like, take them out to the middle of the woods and just leave them there. It's like, what else do we do? When you get to situations that don't have rules, rulelessness happens. And I think it's always a fun idea um, 
to live in when you're a person that can protect yourself. But anarchy for the rapable is never a good idea. That's where the AR-15 and the 12-gauge shotgun and everything else comes in. Or And then you can hire private security. I mean, like, there's ways to defend yourself that don't require government. And plus, I mean, the police. But then you just, everything you just described is like Mad Max or royalty. You could either be Mad Max walking around all the time, or you can be um, Aristotle Onassis with private security. One of those two things is how anarchy is a good thing. I just sometimes want a garden and not have to worry about a gun. Or what about if you're a really peaceful person and you never want to fucking pick up a gun? You should be able to be in a place that you don't have to. And that's what we vote certain things in for. It's okay. I think there's some things that even in the smallest communities um, some people would be better at certain jobs than others like government's gotten polluted and dirty because power corrupted it absolutely and power always does but the idea that power wouldn't exist in a small scale with whatever kind of anarchy um, fantasy that people have is ridiculous. It's like the idea of that, uh, the middle of Seattle when they're like, we're going to make a city here in the middle of Seattle and it's going to be our peaceful little area and it's going to be no rules. Like there always has to be rules or somebody well, gets fucked. And usually yeah. it's a woman or a child. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I get the point of view, but at the end of the day, it comes down to does does your defense rely on you or someone else? And I think the objective answer is that it relies on you. When you have seconds, the police take minutes, that old adage. And, you know, I mean, how many bullshit fucking things do the police do on a daily basis they're extorting people for money pulling people over for going five miles an hour over tinted windows all that bullshit where and then there's civil asset forfeiture i will and still take a voted in sheriff uh, police are different than sheriff but i will still take a voted in sheriff any day of the week over a privatized police department any day of the week a privatized police department is the worst idea ever that's amazon police and then guess what Amazon and guess what Google and guess what those things don't need? Country, laws, or borders. And so that, that once you start getting into the privatization of things, that's always where I'm like, boop, corporations are worse than nations. But under the Constitution, mandatory vaccination is justifiable. Like Jacobson versus Massachusetts. I mean, they did that back in like 1902 and now Indiana University. But the last thing of the Constitution is like um, all of it, like uh, you can, the whole Constitution doesn't mean shit if it goes against you and your personal fucking safety. Exactly. That's what legal, so I'm having legal man on Thursday. His whole shtick is that the Constitution was put in place for it to be bastardized, for it to be run over, because you always have these constitutional conservatives saying, oh, the, the Democrats are shredding the Constitution in front of our eyes. They're completely disregarding the Constitution. How could you do that if the Constitution actually meant something? If there were fucking rules and people said, you shouldn't oh, be that's allowed unconstitutional. To, it didn't ever need to be. Like, that's where once all the amendments started and everything like that, that's where it already started to happen. It's like, um, like all men created equally and like things of... 
this nature or like you have to have your uh, you can have your freedom of speech and freedom of religion and uh, your gun is only there to protect your first amendment your freedom of speech and freedom of religion things don't have to be amended to like add well we also meant black man and we also meant Indian and we also meant women no it said all people you are the ones that fucked it up to begin with it's like the amendments were just there to I, 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 th- I think about it a lot with um, in the state of Florida, there was that whole um, Trayvon Martin thing with the stand your ground law. And uh, they tried to come in and make all the Floridians racists and they need to get rid of the stand your ground law. But if you actually look into the stand your ground law, it was put there forever, ever, ever ago so that like cops couldn't just come in your house and take your shit or like an elected official or somebody couldn't just come in and take your shit, rape your wife, steal your money and they were out. Like so you could stand your ground and protect your fucking property. Like it had nothing to do with standing your ground. They just made it all a race uh, thing because it behooves the powers that be the evil they for us to get rid of these laws and for some reason these laws all of them are spells they're all written on certain papers they're all alchemy they all matter they're all oaths they have to have a certain amount of signatures for a reason the ritual all fucking matters of it it's um i think the constitution whatever and I've talked to a bunch of uh, lawyers too. There is not a better piece of paperwork ever written for sovereignty ever in the history of mankind. I think legal man would convince you otherwise. I think what would article, he say? The, well, the Articles of Confederation. I know he's made this point. Uh, they were way more decentralizing. Like gave the government way less power. The president could never have as much power as he does now under the Constitution, under the Articles of Confederation. Even like the standard history books say, "Oh yeah, you know uh, the Articles of Confederation from '76 to '89 that could never last because uh, power was too decentralized and there was warring among the states." I'm just like, well, that's kind of the idea. Like. The states have all of the power. Well, the state constitution should be a real thing that everyone should learn as well. And the states need all the power. That's why we're the 50 United States of America. And that's a big, huge thing. Trump kept pointing out to every but single under, person over and over under again. Under the constitution, in like in 1861, we voided the constitutional, like it was null and void. Abraham Lincoln said, if you want to leave we're going to tell you that you fucking can't. The southern states, regardless of their motivations, the fucking, they voted to leave. No, I fully agree. Like I get into the argument all the time, but these are where all the amendment arguments and all this fucking bullshit of off the original document get in where it's like, that isn't the original thing. But also, the fucking southern states should have been able to secede. It never had anything to fucking do with slavery. The same 1% of motherfuckers that had indentured servitude up north is the same 1% of motherfuckers that had slaves down south. And it's still all to me, you are a romantic if you think those motherfuckers were picking cotton they were getting fucked they were being abused they were being trafficked and the all it wasn't just the worker they wanted to tax they wanted to tax the field they wanted to tax the tobacco they wanted to tax the same new york that produces nothing now and sits in a hierarchy on their 30 stories and runs the fucking world is the same new york of bankers that did it back then so it's like yeah that's that same uh that war um was fucking garbage the south should have been able to secede and that's actually where um I think we're going to get to we're going to get to this place where there's going to be half the states that are free and half the states that aren't. It's going to get really weird because it has to show people how much power their state government has. 
And that's what no one knows anymore. No one fucking has any idea like your mandate isn't a law. That one simple little thing, that one tiny little thing. But nobody even knows their state constitution. So people even talk shit about Florida. Like if you go to Florida and you go to Miami compared to if you go to Florida and come to where I live, we're in, you're in a totally different place because your mayor runs your place. Your government governor puts a certain set of laws and then your mayor runs how they see fit. But we're so used to doing that. We have hurricanes that come and natural disasters all the time where you're going to get flooded where you're at different than me. You're going to need more food or gas than I'm going to need. So it all has to kind of be seen in a pyramid structure type way. But then same thing governors should do. No, mayors, you're not allowed fucking overreach. You can't force that certain shit. That's the same shit that should be set in place by states so that there can't be overreach against your civil liberties, against your rights. And so there is these things that every piece of the government, the whole fucking thing's too big. Our whole lifetime, we have no part of our lifetime since we've been alive that we can look at and say that was a good version of the United States government. Like the amount of fat that would have to be cut everywhere is fucking ridiculous. But um, the least amount of casualties, the knot has to be untied the exact same it was tied up. It can't just be fucking imploded because these people can't even fucking handle that Tom Hanks is a pedophile. <laughs> like seriously like they can't fucking handle it they can't handle it like i know the little dark nights of the soul of every little weird thing that i've learned or every realization of like oh my gosh these people are doing rituals like it's not about pedophilia they're doing rituals like that was dude when that fucking first hit me that it was darker than pedophilia that was like I don't even know how long that took to even still saying it to you like it like what could be fucking darker than pedophilia like when you get your fucking brain around a ritual that they're doing to regain some power and like you're saying like invite Horus into something Horus is a huge deity that's a big ritual. There is a lot of other fucking deities out there that aren't as big a Horus. There's a lot of fucking other gods that they pay homage to. There's a lot of other uh dark energies they pay homage to and i really think some of these people like in a way of split you know like that t that movie yeah. i think you can invite this entity into yourself enough that it stays there sometimes it could be alcohol or horror movies or whatever you're a portal for this like low vibe but sometimes i think you can do ritual invite heavy next level shit into you and um like it's a darkness that my brain doesn't even comprehend and, oh my uh, god, you and Lindsay's podcast about that. Like when I think about all of the times I've blacked out and Lindsay was talking about she's like, I had to do so much spiritual healing because I found out that every single time I blacked out, like when your soul is like not present, like something else comes in, I'm just like, Oh my god. When I think about all the times that I blacked out being a separation of the uh, flesh, like even if you, just a solvent in alchemy, if you pour alcohol on a leaf, it separates the flesh from the skeleton. And that is, yep. that was like, when she told me that, I was like, holy shit. Like just an alchemy, that's what it does, is separate soul. And, you know, on the weekends, like one of my favorite things is to turn on an Aeon Bite podcast, which is Miguel Connor's podcast, because I mean, his intros to his podcast are always like 15 minutes long, and they're the best goddamn intro you'll ever hear in your entire life. Like, he must he must work on the intro all fucking week to make it, like, as good as he does. He'll play clips from movies. His, like, big, booming voice is, like, saying some deep-ass spiritual knowledge. 
and I just love sitting out on the porch listening to that podcast, like drinking some Jameson and having a cigar. Like it is like that is just like candy to me. Like I I love that experience. But after Lindsay was talking about that, I'm just like, bro, I don't know if I want to drink again. Fucking like entities inhabiting, fucking you leaving, and uh, the alchemical nature of alcohol. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, um, yeah, that was the amount, even too, like I drank when I was going through my first part of my spiritual awakening, I drank more heavy than I maybe ever had in my life, like harder alcohol toward the end of last year. Like it's just like, and quickly where it was like one drink one night and then the next weekend it was like four drinks. Then the next, then I was like, holy shit, I think I drank a bottle of whiskey by myself. Like (laughs) I never did this in my life. And then by like, um, January, February, I was like in the total opposite direction where it was like reminding me like how low vibey it made me feel. I could feel the exact, I could use it as a tool to go into a crowd and not feel them. Like, um, I didn't realize what an empath I was and how much energy I was reading of other people. So I was internalizing all of it as like social anxiety, but really it was just, I was feeling all of them. And so I would drink to not feel them. But now once I was aware of feeling all of them, it was like, I liked being sober in a room. Yeah. When I start having too much to drink, then Sandy Hook starts coming out. (laughs) And <laughs> you're Alex Jones. You're like interdimensional space demons. <laughs> well, oh my god, I, I remember this one dude fucking threw it out a bar stool. He's like, the fucking kids, bro. And I was just like, I'm like, well, actually, the school was out of commission for like three years before that. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He's like throwing shit. I'm just like, okay. Well, well see, maybe. you have the dangerous thing too because you're also light haired and blue eyed and white. So then it's like, okay, you have to tiptoe around so much conspiracy stuff. And so when you're in a bar and just being like, hey, this happened, um, all of a sudden, all hell's breaking loose on you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the avatar everyone's like oh straight white man must be so easy in the world no it's not actually to have an opinion these days <laughs> oh my god i mean I, everything has to come with a prelude of i'm not i'm not sexist or, I'm racist or homophobic or, yeah <laughs> oh I, I wanted to ask you just just randomly uh while we we're talking about constitutional shit do you think uh, a cake baker should bake a gay cake no Mm, fuck no. Yeah, me, yeah, I don't think so either. Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. It makes me so irritated. It was just such a Portland, Oregon thing to do to get inside somebody's. If you own a business, if you own a business, it's the same as your home. If you own that shit, no one can tell you what to do with that shit. And if, you know, there are things in a state that are human rights things that g- go along with that thing. But what you do with your business as far as a religious thing, but in the same way, people can vote with their fucking dollar. They don't have to go. A gay cake maker can open a shop right next fucking door and make I only make gay cakes good bitch go make your faggy cakes great um, but <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's fine you can put planes on them no <laughs> but <laughs> but I I, um, I don't think that anyone should be able to um, dictate what anyone else does especially if it's their religious thing I don't think they should have to I don't think you should have to if you're a priest you shouldn't have to be forced to gay marry somebody I don't, yeah. I don't get into it. 
But at the same respect, I'm for all people's freedoms on whatever they want to fucking do. But you're not allowed to do it to your fucking kids. You're not allowed to shove shit in your fucking kids because they told you one day they want to be an astronaut. Tomorrow they want to be a boy and the next day a unicorn. We don't give them fucking testosterone, one of those choices. Like, so I think there has to be some kind of it's funny that it's cruelty to not give your fucking kid this experimental vaccine, but you're allowed to stick hormones and testosterone in your fucking kid because they told you they're wearing a baseball hat. You know, like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. When (laughs) When I was like waking up to all of that stuff and how like the suicide rate of transgender is like. 45% or something crazy like that. It's like as high as Jews in the Holocaust and slaves during slavery. I'm just like, well... uh, This might be hot. This might be hot for me to say. And I know there's people that are born every which way but Sunday. But I think that there is a lot of maybe gay and trans people. Maybe, you know, gay exists in all animal kingdoms and gays... I'm gay. Like, gay is gay. But... Um, I think it's a lot of vax injury. I think there's a lot of weird shit going on that has been yes. vax injury for a really long time that nobody wants to fucking talk about. Like, um, like the autism rates of skyrocketing, the asthma rates of skyrocketing. We can see things like allergens and different things um, going on, but we're not. Nothing has happened to anything inside people. We mental or sexual. Nothing else has happened. I I doubt that. I doubt that. So I would bet that a lot of what they're doing it's almost like an overcompensation them coming out with these big reports of some environmental thing um just to like get ahead of the injury they already did and john brisson he was on the higher side chats uh, i want to say back in 2018 and he brought up that there was a specific chemical or compound that you found in an overwhelming majority like 90 plus percent of transgender people had this particular chemical or compound and it was just i i mean super eye-opening for me and john brisson i mean that he's on some real shit but i mean he's huge into like debunking q and all that stuff so you probably fucking not like him <laughs> oh no i don't i listen to everybody and i don't really it's like uh the debunk of q at this point i feel like the the dumbest thing that a lot of the Q people did was pick dates about anything like that Mm -hmm. was never really um, stated in it. And really I just take it as like uh, now at this point, it's like um, code monkey would be, um, I like what code monkeys he has to say. I um, totally uh, get down on a lot of, uh, his posts, I think he's really educated. Um, I like what he had to say at Mike Lindell's uh, cyber symposium. I like Mike Lindell. I like everything that he's putting his money behind. And um, I agree with the cyber symposium. I think the audits do need to happen uh, in every state. And uh, but there's no. But you think no... HBO would put out like a real documentary that actually like exposed some real shit, like HBO? No, HBO, it was all bullshit, but Code Monkey okay. just, he just got interviewed and then they just took his interview and cut it up and sold it how they wanted to, to HBO. It gotcha. would be like if they interviewed me or you about anything and then they're just like, look at this bitch that she's cute. <laughs> I'd look the worst and like, I'd be painted on every fucking oh poster my board. <laughs> like, I, it, so yeah, he just got, um, the HBO documentary was just more of the same to go along with the insurrection to make us all look like, look at this terrorist cult group of whatever. Uh, but really Code Monkey, and he is just a really smart, like internet dude 
Um, definitely, I think, uh, like Mike Lindell, I think um, Dan Scavino. Um, these are real life people, like take out the QAnon on of it all. Uh, just real life people that I think are working behind the scenes to do real stuff. Lynn Wood, uh, Sidney Powell, um, General Flynn. Um, yeah, they're all people that I think are doing real life stuff. I think um, Trump's still going around and giving speeches. I like uh, that he was speaking, I think, in Alabama or some shit yesterday. And the governor came out and was like, we need to look forward to 2022. And the whole fucking audience booed. And I agree with that boo, because if you're going to get me to play in a silly electoral, which is my currency, it's electoral vote, electoral voting vote. Like, I just feel like if you're getting me to put my currency towards something you got to fix this shit or i'm going to tell everyone never to do it again i'm going to be the biggest person that's like never vote anyone i'm going to like ever like how can you ever even be and the elections were stolen for a very long time it's not it's before dominion you know like there's no way nancy stayed in san francisco for 40 years but uh i think it's fun well, <laughs> part in, of it's fun in the i mean I, i'm sure you're familiar with what's going on in georgia but uh, Garland Favorito is really like spearhead spearheading that whole thing where a lot of people are like, oh, like there was no election fraud. I'm like, well, you're just you'd have to be fucking retarded to believe that at this point, especially in Georgia um, on the propaganda report. They have Garland on every single week and he always updates. He's like the card stock was not the fucking right stock. The 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 water owner. The toner that was on the ballots, like it was, it was a toner from like a printing machine that filled in the bubbles, and the ballots weren't creased. So, like all of those things, they have witness testimony. They have all of these things, and like they just keep getting stalled at every juncture. But they have a rock solid case, and they just keep moving forward with it. And uh, I like how the whole entire Maricopa COVID uh, team uh, came down with COVID. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is happening here? It's um, the delay and slow go, go of like Colorado, uh, Minnesota, Georgia, all these things starting to happen. But the amount of officials... Um, they're pretty much getting the stuff that came out over the last week was we have everything. This is your last chance to kind of, if you're one of these low level players that just were like, and I'm going to steal a box and put it in my trunk and just drive away. Like if you're a low level player in this, it now's the time to save your hide. Well, I because mean, there were, we have there were videos on election night of like, uh, postal, <laughs> postal service workers burning ballots, and people are like, "Oh, election fraud—that's total bullshit." I'm like, "There's a video of a guy burning a bunch of ballots." And he's like, "Fuck Trump! Oh, yeah, fuck! Go Joe Biden!" And I'm just like, "Well, I mean, it's really undeniable at this point, unless that's some kind of loose trap, like fucking human vibration would talk about, where they just put an intentional video out there to stir everyone up." But I mean, that's where it gets—you can't prove that one way or another. No, I, I mean, it all has to eventually come out. Otherwise, people have to get in the streets. People have to pick up signs. People have to go to their city halls. People have to not just talk on microphones. People have to have their... And, and there is a lot of people in our sphere that are using their big mouths in really fantastic ways and like out on the streets with bullhorns and standing outside hospitals. And I hospitals, was the only they don't work one, I was the only one 
in Austin, like the first week of the lockdowns. I went to the fucking Capitol and I marched down fucking Congress Street with my sign, COVID is a hoax. But I, I had heard that it was going to be like a big thing. There were going to be a lot of people there. And no one was fucking there. I literally walked down the Congress by myself, people slamming on their brakes. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Fucking speeding uh. off. Like, oh my God. It, I mean, the vitriol that I got. And, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, when I go out, there's a lot of people who are receptive to the message. I'm like, I fucking wish. It's your I avatar. I swear to you, when I walked in places without a mask, I swear their brain, I could hear it go, huh? But she obviously voted for Joe Biden. She's a lesbian. She must have forgot her mask. Should I tell her? I don't know. She's kind of scary. I'm just going to let her go on this one. She probably doesn't even have COVID. She's a lesbian. Like, I felt like their whole, like, it was ridiculous where my wife, she looks like a femme straight lady, like, you know, whatever. She would get followed around the store. Like, I'm going to tell my manager, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, people talking into their walkie-talkies the whole time. And she would be with friends with masks on or her mother with a mask on. And they would be like, please, go but you know we never did we're so lucky though i used to just be like why isn't every place us i don't know if you know like the whole holding the line energetically if (laughs) energetically the world knew better than to fold in on me like i wasn't going to fucking ever put a mask on energetically but then at the same time i'm like or um you know that whole like well god only gives you what you can handle he knew i would Mm -hmm. fucking fold in two weeks if i lived in a more liberal place i would have been like crying in fetal position in my closet (laughs) like i don't know what my pronoun is (laughs) oh i I felt so bad for the truzilla guys uh when they were just like bro we tried going in anti-mask we got swarmed kicked out fucking like physically touched and like all of these things and i'm just like dude i'm i'm down for the cause anti-mask but when you're in fucking portland or like eugene oregon and you're being physically like assaulted and like removed from a store i mean what do you do at that point I know it's so um, I wonder too if that's something that's happening like that's the white guy thing again I noticed like the aggression instantly happened to the white dudes where it's just like oh everyone on him everyone attacking him where I see like a black guy walk in a store or a lesbian or a black woman or just a woman in general it's a whole different kind of reception. I think that's where I almost am like a uh, red pill babe and um, uh, wake up with Linda. They're at all the things and they say a really sad part about it at the school board meetings. They're all there like protesting about kids wearing masks and no one there has kids. It'll be like 30 people that show up in Miami to all protest this and everybody is just like you, me, them. No one's there with kids. So it's like, it's sad and it's like inspiring that we are, you know, putting our money where our mouth is and standing up for these people. But I, you know, the Truzilla crew, Scott doesn't have kids, but Megan and Ed do. And then they're, they're protesting hospitals. None of them work at that are trying to force vaccine their staff. And they're out there with their whole crew and their big mouths and their bullhorns and protesting hospitals. They don't even fucking work at because that's what we should be doing for each other. And part of me also feels like you were saying like, well, the states could be at war. That's why I even wrote like the articles of the Federation on me. Like, okay, I need to like really dive into it now because 
part of the thing is we always have to go back to things with the new eyes that we have now. And like the amount I know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to um, totally like delve into it because I'm always, I'm, I have no cement shoes in anything and I'm totally, will change my ideas. Um, but there was a reason I was saying it um, with the protesting the hospital that they don't work at oh yeah i think that's like the states how you were saying the states are all a mess and because of the articles of federation and that's why the constitution because of these other things but i think in the same way maybe that was sold to us like the states weren't a mess but really um it would have made it so that let's say florida and texas would have been like we're not gonna let oregon get treated like that we're gonna drive up and take care of it or we're not gonna let new york city keep sitting there and having to be under that draconian law. We're going to Georgia and Florida are going to ride out and they're going to hit South Carolina and there's going to be 10,000 other people that add on. And by the time they get to Pennsylvania and then we're at Washington, it's going to be horses and torches. Like that's um, kind of what I think we need to start doing again. And I just it, like back when, when I first, like even the idea of one six entered my brain in like November, it's like, or December, whenever it first was like muttered about, I think like code monkey was actually the first person that was like, if you need help getting to DC, um, but, uh, <laughs> that horses and torches idea, like imagine people coming from Washington state and going across Montana and just adding and adding and adding, and maybe it isn't going to be the people with kids. They have to stay and feed their kids. But there could be enough of us, and that would be quite a scene. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, there was this one time Sam was doing a show with the with the people from Float, and they're like, "Bro, what if we just took over a town? What if we're just like conspiracy community? Come one, come all. Like, we're gonna fucking vote in our own people. We're gonna like, you're gonna be the mayor. We're gonna be the fucking." Uh, committee on this and that and whatever and it's like what if the truth community just had their own fucking town and it's like bro come and try and fucking take us down roll in with the tanks and the vaccines and then we'll see like what actually happens I mean I feel like that's a hell of an idea to contend with but then I also think about that one cult in like fuck what was it Oregon or California or something or some like Indian cult where they bust in all these I think it was people. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Or Northern <laughs> California. Now I can't people. remember. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they took over the whole voting of the town. Yep. And they voted all of them in. It was like this whole like cult thing. <laughs> I'm just like, well, fuck. I mean, we're trying to do the same Wild thing, but country. for righteous reasons. Wild yeah. country. That's, That's what the what documentary was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I know. I, I'm all, I mean, I also think like you might have to step away from your job to hold your principles. But there is a job out there that a patriot or a freedom lover or somebody with your closer ideals is desperate for workers right now because the government is trying to close out their businesses every way. Amazon is trying to make it so that the small business owner can't afford to keep up. So if you put your pride away by what the social programming has told us were good jobs, bad jobs, or what is whatever hierarchy, you might not do what you went to school for, but there's somebody out there to work for. Like I um, had to walk away from my uh, degree and ego and career and money and all this stuff. And I wait tables now and even it's not the money, it's not the money I need. And I will definitely be getting an, another uh, job shortly, but I will stay at this place for, I don't see an ending in sight because these people have looked me in the eyes and promised me they'll stay open no matter what, no mass, no vax. 
And so I told them no matter what, I will be the last server in the fucking country waiting a table if they promise me that they'll do that too. And so whatever their word is and that they've stuck with it the whole time and, you know, they they have the sign and it's just the proud to serve those who serve and you know they have patches all over the wall of you know firefighters and they have uh you know cubs gear and it's all chicago and it just feels like a diner in the middle of the somewhere but i it just matters it matters so much and so every town out there has that same place and it might not be the thing you think you do but they need hard workers and they need smart people and this is how we have to keep these businesses open we have to like help them stay open and uh, I think that is like how we get our towns back. That's how we get it back from Amazon and get it back from Walmart and get it back from this. And it might not it, fuck your ego and fuck your degree. That's all part of our brainwashing. We were all like chewed into this system of going in debt for false information. But um, there's tons of good jobs out there and there's tons of great skills you may have always wanted to learn. Maybe carpentry or welding or like there's tons of people just looking for hands on deck and uh, I think now's the time like you know like the reason America is so great is because we used to build the best shit in the world and somewhere we started to let China ship in all the small pieces of our shit and we forgot how to craft things but we used to be fucking amazing. Like if you look at those Pickers TV shows or look at an old 70s Ford or an old 50s Chevy. Like, we we are the shit. And everyone can be their own shit, whatever they want to be. But we're muscle cars and guns and rock and roll, and it's fucking awesome. And I think we just need to remember that. Get greasy. That's badass. And I, I don't think there's a, there's a better quote to end it than, <laughs> than that right there. And I know that you got to get going. I mean, I could sit and talk to you until fucking the sun starts coming back up. But... um. Uh, I'm very thankful that you came on, and I thought we had a hell of a discussion. I mean, fuck, that was what, awesome. I had what fun. didn't we touch on? <laughs> I mean, we're fucking t- debating Q, and then the Constitution, Articles of Confederation, gay cakes, like uh, all over the place. So, I mean, I, I really enjoyed our discussion, and um, and you're a good guy, and I'm a good guy, and we both know other good guys. So we're the unsecret society of good guys. Hell yeah. So uh, is there anywhere else anybody can follow your stuff at other than Project Cheney? Um, ProjectCheney.com. They can find me, maybe. I'm the like second most shadow banned person on Instagram, but Cheney in Wonderland on Instagram is like my shit posting site. And uh, then I'm Project Cheney there. And sometimes I post about like MMA and UFC and whatever. And I do that at Weakneck Baby on Twitter. Oh, I fucking hate Conor McGregor. I think he's the biggest piece of shit. He isn't one of my, my conspiracy head can debate him either way. Like him being like one of the best things to ever happen for fighters uh, in pay and entertainment of UFC and blah, blah, blah. But then I can also say, uh, oh, that was like, he got too much money too soon. It took away his light and he was never really one of the greatest. He was just an oversized fighter fighting in 145 weight class and knocked out an old Aldo. And that's he also he also raped a girl in Ireland so bad that she had to get her tampon surgically removed. I don't know if you heard about that. Well, yeah, I've heard all those and I've done all the research of it. And because I get the whole role of there's certain celebrities that get rolled on because they may be against the elite. And I still um, have gone back and forth with really being able to find that shit on Connor. And it's a bunch of it's like a um, mafia gang um, sister 
that says this about him. Like there's this all this other uh, stuff that I can't find it one more way or the other to be true. And Ireland has a weird thing that they don't release everything, which I kind of do like. I don't think everyone's name should be released unless you're found guilty of rape because it's such a fucking serious. I think America yeah. could learn on that because so many people have been rolled um, when, you know nothing happened but I don't know yet because it really was one of those things that once that fight came out with Khabib it was like totally wet rugged over where we didn't hear anything about that anymore mm -hmm. so yeah I know Jason I, Burmis has a lot of it. good content on on that particular matter um, but I, I feel like I'm doing uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Sopranos yeah I love the Sopranos oh well it's like where uh, Silvio he's like Every time I get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what I just did with you with the Connor thing. So. Uh, that's what we do. We call it a Southern goodbye, where you stand okay. at the door with the door open for like an hour after you're like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. I take one step back, like every 15 minutes or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, the Irish goodbye is totally different. To bring it back to Connor McGregor, the Irish goodbye is when you're like, I'm gonna go grab a drink from the bar, and then you just walk out the back door and don't say goodbye to any of your friends. Hell yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like my mom. My mom will have one too many drinks. It'll be seven o'clock. Be like, where'd she go? She's fucking snoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to have you on my podcast too. Um, I've liked hanging out with you. Yeah, no, I mean, we should definitely do this again in another former fashion. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, me too. And I totally, I don't mind being, I, I've gotten called like, oh, you're the MAGA witch. Or I'm like, <laughs> it's like so ridiculous at this point. And um, I have gone on like tinfoil hat and said, I'm a, I'm a Freemason. And he's like, no, you're not. Don't say that. <laughs> but I am from a long line of Freemasons. And I have thought, what if I'm here to um, transmute the symbolism? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny. Well, I, I really appreciate having you on and, and keep being the uh, the biggest witch you can be. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good one. All right. Bye.